0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Tier 1 podcast. It's been a long time since we've put anything out. And uh, our guest today is currently sat across the table from me and Hello. laughing at me. Hey, Rob. Um, Rob's going to tell us about the crazy times he spent the last 30 days uh, through June running a half marathon. Rob's obviously been on the podcast a few times before, so if, if you've not... Um, listen to those you can always go back but this is also a standalone you don't need to listen to those you don't carry on it's just us as friends shooting the shit having fun as always in lockdown out of lockdown we don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we right. have some rants some rants are on there um, hope you're all living well go over to iTunes uh, leave us a review um, if you have listened to two or three of these podcasts and you've not list- left a review yet come on Come on, Rob, Rob, why should they leave a review?
1: Because uh, it's a great podcast, has some great guests, and it's just the right thing
0: to do. You know, if you're a good person, I think, you know. Definitely leave a (laughs) review.
1: Oh, actually, if you're not going to leave a review, just go follow them on Facebook, Instagram. Leave a comment. Just been like... Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can do it. Share it. Share it. You don't have to leave a review. Just share it. (laughs)
0: right here's a podcast here's rob again yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um (laughs) and but it's also got like such an amazing community and you can learn learn a lot about doing difficult things like like you've been doing that the last month
1: um i also with listening to people talk about jujitsu uh it's always uh learning curve from in life outside of even the physical sport mm-hmm. it's like they're telling you about a mentality or a mindset to have yeah and it i think it it seems effective in to grow growing yourself as well
0: yeah absolutely it's um it tests you every time you are on the mat tests your um your willpower your ego your um it's like it, jiu-jitsu reflects life and life reflects jiu-jitsu in many in many ways i think um you hear i think jocko speak about that a lot uh
1: yeah I especially think. in his last one uh, oh yeah, he did
0: the one with the black belt recently last the last one did he oh, last i was
1: just uh referring to the one that he did with joe rogan oh, okay i know yeah, yeah he yeah. spoke about it. he was like well th- that relates to jiu-jitsu
0: <laughs> it is it it's hard to to do jiu-jitsu and then not kind of overcome your life, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I it, it, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure there's like a lot of people that have other hobbies, like, I don't know, sewing or something. Yeah. And, it, and it'll take over their life and, and that's and what they're crazy about. I I get with that, but it's,
1: it's kind of discipline as well in many ways, like a discipline in
0: every aspect of your life. Yeah, um, I was speaking to, with my friend Camille about this the other day. Uh, how uh, there are like a lot of things that you can do that are difficult but martial arts is it has a different kind of uh, uh, it's difficult but there's like another layer to it where you're actually kind of developing a lot of character traits. Yes. Um, And it's without actually being there on the mat it's kind of hard to see like uh, but I just think it's super valuable for for everyone. Really, I mean, I think everyone should just give it a try. I think I think everyone should be able to feel confident in that they could um, be able to. If they got into some kind of altercation, then they could be able to at least know what to do. Whether whether it be good at it or not, but <laughs> uh, absolutely. I think back to uh, me when I first started and like i would like mess that version of me up really really bad really bad and uh, i would i would think that i would was fairly but you were always quite uh, well that's the thing i i always thought I was, thai, thai boxing as yeah. well
1: and I, you went to thailand to box when you were like 17 so it's not like yeah, a, yeah. It, you put a newbie like me that's never done any martial arts in the room and then do jiu So you were quite a big
0: fighter well yeah that's that's one of the things that i think a lot of um people in striking arts well well i know because it was it was me um they'll be like a bit dismissive of it like uh, especially now when you watch the ufc you see so many strikers being really successful and you have to go back to the um early UFCs to see jiu-jitsu dominate more oh. because all those yeah. strikers learn how to wrestle and and jiu-jitsu yes so and then it comes in swings where you'll have like Super good jiu jitsu. You'll have like some good jiu jitsu guy that's been able to finish loads of people, or you'll have like really good wrestlers at the moment are kind of dominating in each weight division. Mm.
1: But uh, it was yeah. uh, the story of the first like ever UFC, mm. they had a they had the fighters of um, like a boxer, a Thai kickboxer, jiu jitsu, and uh, some other fighting disciplines. Yeah, and it was the everyone thought the Jitsu guy was going to get knocked out first, mm-hmm. but I think he's the one that
0: won. Yeah, it was um. I can't Heuss, remember the name. Heist Gracie, um, who was actually the um. I don't think it was Heist. It's been ages, and I don't really know the story too well. But he wasn't the like even the best at Jiu Jitsu within the Gracie family at that time. It was like Higgs and Gracie, but they didn't want to put Higgs in. They wanted like, uh, even our like second best guy, third best guy can (laughs) beat the rest of the world's like best guys. Yeah. To to show like the power of Jiu Jitsu. But yeah, Jiu Jitsu (laughs) reflects life, life Mm -hmm. reflects Jiu Jitsu. You learn a lot about yourself, learn a lot about um, getting good at difficult things, doing difficult tasks. It's such a long road to get even competent at. I think you learn a lot about how you get good at anything as well but I think that is actually in a in a lot of martial arts it's super fun you make it, the fun aspect I think is what it is maybe it'd be hard to try and pinpoint the main like best aspects of Jiu Jitsu but it's just super fun because you can literally like it's like you're a kid just like wrestling around with your mates or your brothers and you can go full tilt use loads of technique that and like you can like you can set traps and tricks and deceptions and like oh. uh, it is. there's like a basic layer layer that everyone can understand because everyone kind of understands what like a fight is, or like. But then there's ten thousand layers under that. Where there's like you're going into the the tiniest deeper and deeper. Yeah, tiniest deeper. Like, like nuanced details where you think. Oh, I can't believe if I like move two inches to the left here, how much worse it gets for the other person than if I just like stayed where I was or something. But. uh I could wax on for ages about jiu-jitsu, but uh, Rob, welcome to the C1 <laughs> podcast. <Cheers. laughs> We're about Cheers. ten minutes in already. Um,
1: <laughs> i glad to be back. Yeah, it's, it's nice to, to see a human person as well.
0: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's been ages since I've done a podcast. Um, mainly because I I prefer to do them in person. Uh, similar to like uh, if you uh, I was thinking about it the other day. And I was thinking that I made it like a I'm going to ruin it now, but a music analogy. How like if you're in a band like doing all your music which a lot of people do these days like if you're a solo artist you can like record your music and then send it to someone and and then they'll make a track out of it yeah but let's just say you were jamming right you don't want to jam over zoom because like i'm sure many people have but it's like it'll have a different feel to it right uh yeah but with
1: the covid and everything people had to
0: that's what i mean yeah so like for me like uh, the podcast is a lot about the feel of it and like yeah. just being able to like, it, chill out with my mates and like have that connection yeah and i feel like doing a zoom one is like i'm doing a podcast for the sake of like getting an interview and doing a podcast and it won't really be like as fun because i i think it'll just be more question and answer yeah, but it's, you do not have that social it's
1: cues still the best thing zoom from even like a video call you can't see the face you can't see the um the facial expressions that mm-hmm. they're they're taking that they, you don't know how they're responding to what you're saying and yeah. So with Zoom, at least you can still see the person. You're not really there,
0: but it's... Yeah, don't get me wrong. I've, I've actually you know, I've watched a lot of Zoom interviews and podcasts, over the last thing. Mm. I think it's just like not kind of it's for, for me, you. or like what yeah. I want this podcast to be. It's more about, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not ruling out doing that kind of stuff in the future. Like if there's like someone I really want to talk to, but the only chance I have to speak to them is like over Zoom, yeah. then I'm quite, quite happy to do that. My preference would always to be doing it in person. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I've just not felt the need to like try hit up people for Zoom podcasts or so. The like, no, no. there's loads of content if people want to go out and consume it. And this podcast for me is like such a long term kind of thing. I imagine I'll be doing it forever, so I don't feel like oh I've got to get one out every week, every week. Like if I take oh that's oh yeah, that's cool. If I take months off at a time, like in the long run, you won't, I won't even notice it. You know, you'll notice with the time that you get to reflect from the months as well. Yeah, it stops me just talking about the same shit.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can grow as a person. Yeah, and you'll be come back talk about your new hobbies. But you'll uh, it'll be interesting to see how far you come from like listening to the first one you ever did, then to this one.
0: Well, that's it. It's like a cool audio diary, and uh, I think back, and I would love to. Uh, I'm sure I've told you this before, but if like my grandparents or something did like a you know if podcasting was thing back in when they were like in their early years or even my great grandparents i'd love to hear what life was like from like a first person account audio yes. wise just yes. like day-to-day life in you know 1906 but think about it, this
1: is just the start mm-hmm. of the audio and technology so in a hundred years hopefully they'll still have all these recordings
0: well, that's it, yeah. And maybe, like, my great-grandchildren will be listening to it's it. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't really know about my great-great-granddad. Oh, <laughs> he had he had 2,000 podcast episodes. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I'll just listen to some of these. Well, it's like, I think
0: it's similar to um, when you pick up a picture of, like, an old time that you not necessarily, necessarily think that you remember, and you pick it up and you look at it, and you remember that, that yeah. day or that time or what you were feeling at a certain place, and you kind of, like... Get a story out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like I guess the audio version of that, but it's like literally that, telling you the deeper. story. Yeah, like much you- deeper.
1: Yeah, um, my mum at home. She's got like a drawer full of like childhood pictures, mm. and I'm get. I've now I haven't I haven't looked in it in years, um, but I'm guessing if I if I do, I'll be able to. Um, think back of a lot more memories that I thought I forgot. Yeah. Like people in the um, people in the pictures I'd be like oh shit I wonder what that person's doing now and so on so on so that would be that is pretty cool.
0: Well one of the um, main reasons I wanted to speak to you not just because I wanted to have a catch up which I definitely did but doing this crazy well finish this crazy one month of doing um Half a marathon a day for how long was it? 31
1: days or 30 days? 30 days. So I ran half a marathon or just a bit over. I think to be exact, it's 13.3 miles. Mm -hmm. um, 0.3. So it was, it took me about two hours. Well, an hour, 50. But then the last like 10 days, I got injured. So I was running with an injury, and it took about fifteen minutes more, half an hour more.
0: But you, uh, you persevered, oh. and uh, well, why don't you just take me back to the start? Because I knew it wasn't like it was. Your initial plan wasn't to do, home up no, the running like, So no. just take me back. and...
1: Um, so I wanted to do a full Ironman at the start of the year. Well, I had I had plans of doing three events, uh, three main events, and that is. The uh, an ultramarathon for 50 miles, um, uh, Ironman, and to cycle five uh, the north, um, the northern cycle in Scotland, which is or just 500 miles, uh, in Aberdeen to just all northern um probably scotland like, really mountainy as fuck is it yeah as <laughs> fuck. it's like i was gonna do that in oh, it was probably about april and then obviously covid happened and i couldn't do it um so i had to put it on hold everything on hold and then i was just like in the quarantine two months in i was like fuck I've done nothing like i'm still training for i was still training through um the lockdown because I was like what else can I do Um, so then it ca- then I saw on on Facebook someone's running 10 miles a day and 30 my mi- 300 miles in the whole of May and I was like fuck I want to do that shit <laughs> but I was like ah, I can do 10 miles a day I was like what what would be what's the next step up and that was half a marathon so I think on like the 25th of May I decided to do in june so because i always I, I knew i could run half a marathon um and i just so i just put it out there i was like oh. um uh, i decided to raise some money uh for mind which i think i raised 370 pounds wow. which i'm very happy with extremely happy should be um and yeah so i just went out the first couple of days was absolutely was fine mm-hmm. fine And then it just, what
0: was the, um, I imagine you started with a lot of motivation. (laughs) What, after the first day, was it just like, did did anything change? Like what, what day were you like? (sighs) Uh,
1: No, like, um, my sister and my mum was like, oh, you can't run every day for 30 days. You'll ruin your knees. (laughs) You'll injure yourself. And then for the, so the first couple of days, I was actually thinking about that. And I was like, oh, am I going to get injured here? I did, but it wasn't... I think it was just overtraining. And it seems all right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like two days after. Um, so the first couple of days, that was on my mind. But then I think my body just adapted to running that every day. Um, so I, my plan was just to get up, have a coffee, and then go out and do it. Eat banana not before out, it. Out of the way, first out, thing. Out of the way, so... Um, I feel quite active for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Because in quarantine, if I didn't do any exercise in the morning, it wouldn't really set me up for anything during the day. And I'd feel sluggish in like I was inside all the time. So I was like, it would get me outside for 30 days and give me some purpose throughout the quarantine. Mm -hmm. So that's really why I did it. And it was just to see if I could. To see to push myself and see if I had the more, if I had the will I had the discipline to do half a marathon every day
0: mm-hmm. is there anything you feel like you um uh, would have done differently if you can look back now and 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 uh see you know have the benefit of hindsight um,
1: I don't think I would. Um, I could cause it's still quite fresh. I don't know how bad this injury in my leg is. I
0: think it's all right, but I haven't tried to run. So did you do much, um, like mobility and prehab kind of stuff? To no, try and no, no. So run. that might, mm. in,
1: in the long run, it might, um, it might damage me this month. I am going to just do yoga, uh, strength training, um, and lay off, just go on my bike, not really run. Mm hmm. Uh, just so my body can really rest because I don't really I haven't, I haven't I'm not training for anything. I'm not going anywhere, right? Um, I, I'm not cycling anywhere So I'm just gonna really recover and rest because all this year
0: I was just training Did you run the same route every day?
1: No, 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 I um, I just run around I knew, like, from the runs in my past, I, I knew how, like, long that of road was. And then if mm-hmm. I turn right, I'll come round here, and that'll be, like, six miles. And then I'll just loop round and do another six-mile route. Right, right, right. Um, so that's, uh, that's how I really did it. Apart from, like, the last 10 days is where I just wanted to... I, I found a route where it just took me onto a trail. And the trails, like, from... Hazel Grove to Mac- uh, Macclesfield which is a 12-hour uh, mile stretch and it's only like 2 miles from my house so it's 4 hours uh, 4 miles get there and back and then I could just run down that okay um, but that's just when my leg was like acting up and it was just my legs felt like jelly like I couldn't really put much pressure on my left leg mm. um so I just wanted to like go out there and do it
0: was it harder than you thought it's going to be or Um, What was it like?
1: It was definitely harder when I got the injury Um, because uh, I didn't actually feel, until my legs started hurting, I didn't feel find it that difficult. I was like, oh, this is quite easy. Like, I can run it. I wasn't really getting my heart rate over 130 any day. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really doing my heart, my cardiovascular system wasn't really working extra, extra hard. It was just getting a bit, getting fast. Mm -hmm. Um, So no, apart from when it hurt to actually run, and then the injury during the day, it's like I'd be sitting upstairs working in my room and then just like going down, getting some nutrition, um, actually hurt my leg just walking down the stairs. So I was like, oh mate, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> then I've gotta go run. So that was the hardest bit. Not the not during
0: the run, it was after the run. Mm. Was what was the internal uh, voice like? Did was was there any kind of internal voice saying, Oh man, you're injured, you can, can give up kind of thing or what was that like? No, I was determined I wasn't giving up. Mm.
1: I wasn't giving up. I would have I'd have walked, I'd have limped. Um, but I was very determined. I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know why I was so determined to do it, even though I was, it probably wasn't the best thing. Um, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to give up. Okay,
0: Kind of like on the same theme, but moving away a little bit, what changed with you when you weren't always like super into kind of pushing yourself out of like fitness wise out of massively out of fitness zones and, Doing like these big kind of events, what was the the changing point for you? Like, when did things start to change? Was it like a moment, or was it gradual? Um, I think it was gradual because I
1: was pretty out of shape, um, and I was I wasn't in the best place. I was like drinking quite a bit, um, and I was just not really going anywhere. And I was like, oh well, what's what's something that I can do that'll make me feel better? And I was like, oh, you can go for a run, hmm. do some exercise. You can-
0: What what, what sparked that thought? Like what, what's something I can do to make me feel better? Like, was there any like something you listened to or something you saw or like, uh, was it just kind of?
1: It probably was a list of things. Like I got into reading um, and I think the first, what was the first book that I read? No, the first book that I read was like a non-fiction. Then I went on to non-fiction. So I like read Jack Willing. he's been massive. Um, Just taking responsibility of your life. Mm. And I think one big changing point for me was in his book where he said, everything is your responsibility. Nothing is not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you're not living the life that you're living, it's your fault. And i was like something just clicked and i was like well i'm not really happy i don't want to go where i want to go and so i just decided to do little steps um so with my um with my running i was like okay i want to sort myself out what's the easiest way i can do that well i can start i can run every day or most days and and just go to the gym and try and sort out my fit- fitness. And that was probably the the start of things going into place. Mm-hmm. And then I think I went to uh, France and then I like got out of the bubble of living in like Leeds and with all my friends who I've grew up for all, all my life. Um, so that was that was a big experience to know there's like an outside world, change of environment, change your environment, change your bubble, and then it just gave me time to think mm. and just what I actually wanted to do.
0: Was there anything like in particular that kind of kept you on the path, or kept you honest and not not going back to your old ways, or like slacking off? Was there anything in particular that you found helped you?
1: Um, to be fair, I started um, writing into uh, I started writing. And I could get all my like thoughts clearly onto the page and seeing where I actually want to go Mm. and seeing the direction that I want to go and just seeing what, being my own therapist really on writing and that really helped me to keep my sense, like self-awareness up and all that really.
0: It was. and a you write a lot of like um, uh, blog type stuff. Do you ever write more just like uh, daily like diary stuff? Or oh yeah, like? I journal every day. Oh really?
1: Yeah. I didn't know that one. Um, so I, for the past two years, I have like wrote in, uh, I've got a couple of journals at home where I write my, like how, um, how I've been feeling throughout the day, what emotions I felt. Uh, what are the goals, what I did, what I didn't like to do.
0: And is that like, um, is that something you uh, have predetermined? So you have like uh, oh, well, a, what am I feeling? Like feeling part and then like, you know what you're gonna write every day? Or, or uh, no, it,
1: no, it's quite free flow. But okay. it's, it's, it's the gist of it. It's just like, I write down what's what's happened to me, what's what's going on. It's just like this really, like a podcast, mm. like, but you know, like what you were feeling two years ago. And I like to, like, every six months, I like to read everything and just see how far I've become, what I was, what where I really want to turn to. Mm. And it keeps me in focus.
0: Do you ever, like, set yourself kind of like the six month, could you ever like flick forward in the journal and be like, (laughs) in you know, 60 days in the future and like, oh, you better finish this already, motherfucker. Uh, I know, to be fair, I don't (laughs) I
1: should actually do that. That's quite a good idea. Like write in a future um, message to yourself. I I have like done where I want to be in five years. Mm. I have, well, I I don't know where I want to be in five years, but I wrote where I don't want to be in five years. Uh, that's something i got from uh, jordan P- uh, jordan peterson and he was just like just if you don't know where you want to be in 5 years just write where you don't want to be in f- where you don't actually want to be in 5 years mm-hmm. and then every time you read that you be like fuck i don't want to do any of that shit yeah um so uh that's the only probably letter i wrote to myself
0: say something uh, that i'm been doing for like two weeks now but it's like maybe the most powerful thing i've ever done and i got it from goggins's uh accountability mirror where he sticks like yeah. little um <laughs> sticky notes on its mirror yeah, yeah mine's yeah. different I, i've written i've basically done a calendar up on my wall and it's just uh you know on the left hand side it's got monday through sunday and yes on the top it's got um at the moment it'll probably change for the next two weeks Oh uh, something I like about it. It's very adaptable at the moment. It's got 20 pull-ups, uh, all my supplements, uh, 15 minutes of mobility work and 15 minutes of language learning. Yes. Uh, every, and then it's got like week one and two basically. So it halves the box every day that I complete one of those things. I just like tick a little pink tick. Yeah. And if I don't do it, I'll put a black X but I've not got any black hexes yet, Rob. Oh, because, that's good. That's because a, I'm not putting a black hex on <laughs> that thing. Because I, I, I will hate myself to look at walk past it every day and see like uh, a little visual representation of failure. <laughs> because yeah. I can't accept that in my life. One part, like, extremely minor OCD. <laughs> like, I've got a load of pink ticks and I just can't have a little X just fucking random in there. No, but it gets the ball rolling. Like, yeah. And the thing is, like, I set super... Like, last night, yesterday... I didn't do my mobility right so it, I did it at two in the morning basically so so like I was just up and I, I was like as I've told you I'm trying to learn some after effects and science yes. that kind of stuff I was like I was just get, kind of get got so consumed in it like I was looking at the clock and I was like um I was like two in the morning I was like oh fuck like I looked at my little sheet and it's like Oh shit! I've not had my supplements for the day. i have not done my Like I did my language first thing, and I was like bar out put twenty pull ups. Like every every time I kind of go upstairs, I'll just do like for five on. Um, and that's the thing. Like I stick really easy goals because I always do it, and then like because I've started, like I just keep going. Like I'll do like fifteen minutes of language. That'll turn into 30 minutes an hour yes. sometimes you know because you just get into it yeah but like i would have never done an hour if i just said do an hour because like oh fucking hour <laughs> that's actually a really that's a really good idea so um so yeah i've been doing this and um so yeah like but it, it holds me like super accountable because if i didn't have that on the wall i know for a fact at two in the morning last night i would have been like ah, i'll just do my mobility stuff tomorrow like it doesn't really make a difference but that means I'd have to put a black tip and I didn't have my supplements right so I literally went downstairs put like at the moment I'm taking fish oil two like basically like 5000 IU of vitamin D it's like two little v- vitamin D tablets sure. vitamin K vitamin B uh, zinc and magnesium and creatine and uh, literally I was like I was just tired creatine before you go to bed <laughs> 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 it's like, creatine's like a pre-workout it's, know, it's just um, <laughs> I know a lot of people do take it as like a during or pre their workout, but it's not like a really a stimulant. Um, but I literally, like, I was just wanted to get to bed. So I was like kind of rushing through things. So I just put all the pills in my mouth, scooped, scooped into my mouth. <laughs> That's disgusting. I <laughs> like, uh, took like a little swig of a, there's like a little like standing bottle of Lucasade someone had left on the side. It was like, it wasn't enough like liquid to kind of, hide the amount of powder and, and pills in my mouth. They like, swallowed those like in one go. Went upstairs, did all my mobility stuff and got to bed. But it's super, it's super accountable because you've got to walk past it every day. And yeah. it's such little things. Like if you felt, if you just didn't do that, one of those little things, I'd feel like such a failure. Like, oh, this pussy can't do 20 pull-ups in a day. <laughs> oh, this it's pussy like you got 24 hours to yeah. do 20 pull-ups. But I know for a fact, just from doing, and you'll know this too, like, those those big goals that seem impossible really just need um breaking down into like the smallest yeah um, smallest day chunks hour chunks second chunks it's- and it, uh, even after i've, I've sort of like I'd like to think I've done uh, actually i wouldn't say I've done difficult things but I've done things that I found difficult um uh, one of the one of the main ones from that was like I did like a thousand burpee challenge uh, for time and um it took me like, just over two hours to do it. Um, but I remember like just getting in and, th- and thinking like, it was way harder than I thought it was gonna you be. You can burpees in two it, hours. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> um, so it was like full burpees, like with the press up and stuff. And I ended up having like these scars. The marks have gone now, but they took like literally like a year to get rid of, of like lines down my lats because of all the times I'd like jump down and I'd like rub against my arm, my, uh, my, my mm. my, in a bicep wood rope against my my really? um, but yeah, I did that. I remember that like at some point you were literally just breaking it down to one burpee, like, and then you get like a bit of a second wind, and you do it to like five to ten burpees. Yeah, yeah, I used to have my dad there, like just poor poor guy with one of those like you know door clickers, like you know like bounces used to <laughs> yes. click how many people are in. I've still got it upstairs. And it's set to like a thousand and it's like a really like sentimental moment. And then my sister goes and like clicks it a few times and she was here. And he was like, no, <laughs> no, I made a reset. No, I made a reset and click it a thousand times. So I had the, so it's always set to a thousand. And yeah, um, that's,
1: that is actually really impressive. I can, I did say, I did 30 press ups yesterday and I'm still feeling it today.
0: Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. It's always like when you do that exercise that you've not done for a while, you really feel it. Don't you? Like, yeah. Like when I before I started doing these like twenty pull-ups, one of the reasons I put twenty pull-ups on there was because like I came back. i have not really done pull-ups in a long time, and I've got my pull-up bar. I used to do like a lot because I've got a pull-up bar just above my door, so I'd always just be kind of like, "What? Well, Past a few pull-ups, you know? Stretch my shoulders out a bit, just hang yes. off it." Um, I got back and I was like really struggling with just like two, three pull-ups. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what the hell? This is not acceptable." <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is completely unacceptable. Yeah. Um, because like I, there's stuff like I won't even care about like I don't know it's usually the stuff you're not so good at that you tend to not gravitate towards and like I'm not really good at like squatting heavy so I just like don't squat heavy very often I prefer to do like loaded carries like fireman carries or farmer's walks and that sort of stuff but um the stuff like you are good at you want to be if you start getting bad at it then it's like oh shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'll never be good at anything (laughs) yeah I got that yesterday when I was like I
1: did like it push ups and it push ups and then it push ups and I was like, I'll just do because 'cause I'm quite my you know when your your arms still quite hurt and mm-hmm. they're just like throbbing, I'm like, Oh my god, I couldn't even do like 10, 10 press ups. I can mm-hmm. run like I can run every day for thirty days, but I can't even do a press up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking I like the two week kind of calendar. Um I think I'm I can't see myself stopping that. Like, I think it's such an amazing I think it's Tool.
1: it's a good habit to have, yeah. and with all everything that you really want to do, uh, all your goals that you do set for yourself. I know, I do it like the goals that I've got in, si- like in six months. It's I want to be more articulate, so I'm reading. I'm reading more. I'm reading half an hour a day. Mm-hmm. I love to read anyway, so mm-hmm. um, I can just be like thirty hours of reading a day. Um, do your exercise to keep fit um, every day. Uh, you can write every day. And obviously now I'm programming. Programming's got more of a center line to it. So that is my main goal now. But I'm breaking it up mm-hmm. to into little bits. Like at the start of lockdown, I was like, I can't code. But I want a job in coding. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to do six hours of coding a day. Just sit there. I'm not doing anything else. And then just try and learn it. Just try and learn the basics, do a course, learn the basics, and then see where you want to go from there. Mm. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, I've got, I know how it works. I know how to make the front end and the back end. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to go make my own website. So, how am I going to make my own website? I'm going to have to break that up down to daily tasks. So, I start one day I sit down and'm like, "How am I going to do this?" You write it down, and it's like, "I need to make the front ends. How am I going to make the front ends? I need to make a home page about page uh um uh the contact page. so first that's you, that's how I did that that's how i'm do- i've I've been doing that like a day. It's like I started doing it, so I'm doing it eight hours a day. I'm going at a snail's pace, mm-hmm. but I'm still sitting there doing it eight hours a day. Or like, um, and then I'll have, then I'll go go away and be like, I need to do that tomorrow. I need to do that tomorrow. And then after I make my website, after I've done it, the daily tasks, I can make a portfolio. And then that's, I'll have to break that down into little daily tasks, but you're still doing it daily tasks and you're building up to, it's like you're you're building a wall and you're putting one brick at a time. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully at the end, you'll have a house.
0: And this is um, again, like at the start of this podcast, I was saying how life reflects jujitsu. Jujitsu reflects life. Like that's you could have just been describing jujitsu or how you get to good at jujitsu for me just then, because the you get good at Jiu-Jitsu so slowly that you don't even know that you're getting any better.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I can completely get that.
0: <laughs> like you, you could only ever tell you got better if you like waited like six months and then then like fought a version of yourself, <laughs> or yeah. if like someone like you were like quite even with takes a few months off and then they come back and like oh I find this quite easy now yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: absolutely when I did my um, making an Iron Man, um website um, so I made a website uh, to for on Wix to like put a weekly blog up for my uh, training and just some like memoir writings mm-hmm. um, and like I got like four months into it and my sister was like your writing's definitely getting better and I was just there like, "Is it?" I, I, I don't think it is. But <laughs> I just started yeah. using Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just started, yeah. Just started um, but like, even someone saying like you're getting better, at it, even when you're not, you don't actually notice it because you're doing it every day. You're not noticing how you're getting better. Mm. Um,
0: so I think, I think that's a big thing. Like, so why was it? Uh, I know you said you want to want a job in coding, but. Um, what was the catalyst for that?
1: Um, I, to be fair, like, I'm quite done with working in restaurants, like being a chef. I'm not really, I've enjoyed it, but I, I want to change. I do want to change it up and I want to go into something that is going to be, that I quite enjoy doing. I quite like creating stuff and programming is like, it's going to be around forever. So why not learn how to do it? Mm-hmm. If I get a job and don't like it, I get a job and don't like it. Um, and then I go do something else. It's not like I've got, I've got no path in life.
0: Well, I, this I is can try whatever I want. Yeah. To do. I think that quite reflects like, initially was just making fun of me before we started this podcast, because I was like learning Japanese and Portuguese at the same time. But it's just like the, the, the learning aspect of it is fun to me. Like, uh, you know, if, even if you, end up not ever doing anything with, mm-hmm. with coding you've you've enjoyed oh I'm, not, I'm hoping you've enjoyed learning it or like well, it, you, you kind <laughs> of yeah, learn something have. about yourself in learning it as well and there's still the value of actually the discipline of doing it every day it's like invaluable within itself you know
1: oh yeah it grows your mind learning new things as well mm-hmm. that's what so I mean, it, yeah. it, it keeps it keeps you on top like your brain sharp mm-hmm. so i don't see why there's any there's no downside in it like, okay, you might not enjoy something, but at least you know. Yeah. At least you know you didn't enjoy something
0: rather than just being like, oh, well, that's going to be hard. I don't really want to do that. So, I mean, it might be on the same kind of point, but, And then feel free to uh, just say you don't, you don't want to. But if you want to share what I know you said, like you kind of had a five-year kind of place where you don't want to be. I mean, and you, and you said that you didn't really know kind of where you were thinking about five what you'd like to do in five years, kind of time. Well, what's the kind of general themes or like concepts you were thinking about in what well, you want to do? Be. Yeah, well, I, I get like you might not want to be like chefing still.
1: Um, no, no, it was just a ground, a, like a
0: ground topic. Like I mm. don't, I don't want to be drinking. Um, now, now tell, tell me this, because this is something I'm, I'm interested in as well. Do you want to, like, what what is your thoughts on that? Do you want to stop drinking completely, or do you want to just have, like, a, uh, some kind of, like, a drink every now and again, or, like, every three months or something?
1: Like, I can see me giving uh and tall to total mm. and not not drinking.
0: And what do you think the kind of pros and cons of that is? Because this is something I'm thinking about as well.
1: Um, I don't know the part, like, the only like getting drunk, like flat out drunk anymore. It doesn't really, I'll do it like twice a year. Mm. And that's only with you like catching up with all the guys. Mm-hmm. But I, even the next day and night of the day, it's like, I didn't really enjoy it. Like I've been on nights out where I didn't drink and enjoyed it more. Mm. Like one of the best nights out I've I've never drank, I've, I've never, I've ever had, I was sober for it. Oh, mm. I, I think I was, it was last year. And I was like, I spent five years of my life getting drunk every weekend. And I've just had a night out, not drinking. It was like, boom, like what the fuck? I can get up tomorrow and do what I I want. It's not gonna affect me. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the volume I used to drink as well. So I I think I've just got a negative view of it, like for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I do like beer. I just like like an IPA I do like having like an IPA when I get yeah. like when I get home I, I do like the taste of it
0: it's only extremely recently that I um understand what you mean because uh I traditionally and I'd still say I don't like the taste of beer but I interviewed a guy uh who worked for a craft beer company um oh yeah called uh Young Henry's and he was telling me about his uh I can't remember what he called it uh but it was like his epiphany moment of beer, right? Where he's like, "Oh, this is actually like what beer is. It's like a good, like tasting." Yeah, beer. yeah. he yeah. was actually like drinking one of his like young Henry's beers. Like, yes. oh, this is different from drinking a Peroni or it's like something like that. Which, like, I don't like the taste of, like, um, but I actually like enjoyed the taste of that. Uh, so I kind of get what you mean. Mean that like there's like a difference between, like, but I think he was saying as well, that like there's a difference between people that drink those kind of craft beers for like the taste and, and, and the flavour and, and there's a difference between those people that kind of, God, just get smashed on like Stella. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, de- definitely, definitely. No, because I used to drink, I, I, I'm a, even a big fan of Lager. I do like mm. a nice uh, Estrella, um, but I just like, I'm quite happy with the one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I'm not, I think the most place I drink is in Leeds. Like I don't drink
0: outside Leeds. Mm. I I kind of like spirits though. I quite like like a uh, a whiskey or um a gin. But uh, I, that's the thing like I'll drink extremely rarely.
1: Yeah. I but maybe it's because I'm coming from my background and I drank a lot when I was younger. So I was like, fuck, I don't really like. I'm scared of going back into it.
0: Yeah. For me, so i think like, I, I like the thought on the discipline aspect of like just being like no and i like the fact that certainly healthier for you just like, and it's somewhat simpler which i i'm a big fan of just keeping things as simple as possible <laughs> because it's easier just to say no i don't drink instead of like i don't want to drink tonight right yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if someone's like, "Oh, why don't you have a you know a drink with me all this time?" And like, it's easier to say, "I don't drink," rather than, "No, I don't want to have a drink tonight," because <laughs> like, yeah. I drink, you know, three four days of the year or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, there's like moments where, um, uh, where you might want to like let's say go wine tasting or something. Like, it's different. It's, it's kind of like I say, it's something I'm like thinking about. It's not as. It's like you actually taste... You
1: enjoy doing it. Like, yeah. you're not You're not doing it to absolutely get flat out drunk. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to not get drunk. I'll just have one. Mm. Like, I'll still get the taste because after, like... I, I just don't, like... I do feel groggy even if I don't have a couple the next day. Mm. I'm not even, like... I'm not 100%. I'm not hungover, but I'm not 100%. Mm. And I'm just like... Ugh, I haven't really got... I haven't actually got time to be hungover.
0: I think I like it where I'm kind of at now. Like, I, I won't really ever just drink for drinking sake like having a beer with dinner or something um but like on an occasion i might have like a whiskey or like yeah, yeah. like it, i drank last time on my, my birthday at the end of may i don't really see myself drinking again until maybe christmas or something i don't know yeah like yeah. um i can't think of any other like really events where i drink apart from i don't know um even at christmas like a,
1: like, I don't, I, I don't know. Unless what,
0: like, we plan like a, a night out or something. Yeah. Like, with, with the guy i will probably have like a, a couple of drinks, but it, it is very appealing to me just to be like, nah. Yeah. Just, Cause I, like, it's like, like Jocko, Jocko doesn't drink. And like, I, when he, when he explains, it's just like no. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish. Yeah, I kind of see where he's coming from. No. Yeah. Not drinking. Weakness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: that's fucking. I'm not jocker. Um, but there's there's a point of me drinking as well where it's just like fuck it. Like, mm. I'll have like three beers and then i be like fuck it. I might as well just get wrecked. Mm. Cause I enjoy getting wrecked. Mm. I I I do quite enjoy like the like I don't know what it is about it. Like I'll have three beers and be like fuck it. Let's get mortal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't gotten more in a while, so that's good. Uh, but it's, um, not really, like it doesn't appeal to me anymore anyway.
0: So, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of derailed into, into, um, drinking, but I think we were talking about, um, we're talking about writing, um. And talk. We were talking about uh, what you don't see yourself in five years. I've uh, uh, gotta <gasps> remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it was so. I don't really. I don't think I'll be teetotal, but I'll probably only have like a drink. Actually, no. I'll be thirty. So maybe, maybe. But I. I, I don't know. Um. Actually, no. I'm gonna say fuck it. Yeah, thirty. I'll just give him the bit. Like, um. Hopefully. I want my own
0: business in something to do with,
1: uh, in, in, in something. So I'll be self-employed myself with my own business Mm -hmm. or I'll be working as my own boss. Um, and there's different avenues. Um, I can try and do that. That's with like starting up my own programming company, but I need some years of experience first. I need to get a job. I need to see if I like it, Mm -hmm. but whatever I find my path in, I want. To create my own business and have my create my own thing mm-hmm. um, and not I think it's just be my own boss um and try and create something great something that helps people, uh, but I just don't know what it is yet, and now then you've just really got to find out what it is and mm-hmm. mold yourself really
0: what are the things that you you'd say like if you have to give me it's uh, so like with Anissa my girlfriend like I tell her oh, don't mess with my podcast don't mess with my jiu-jitsu and to your best extent don't no mess with my sleep <laughs> <laughs> I like sleep definitely so like what what are the, like obviously like for me I'd say like to answer this question that I'm, I'm not actually yet it'd be um, what like, the main things like you're most passionate about for me it's like jiu-jitsu you- and my podcast
1: Uh w- my reading uh quite like uh, so lara um she knows not to let me do my shit for the day then after i've done my shit like i'm chill i'm chill um but that is i can't really i want i was asleep every night i um need like i do my coding learning that uh and writing so if i'm in my room programming don't come and disturb me Um, don't try and don't really get in the way of it. And, but I'm quite still open. I'm having, re- I don't really want to not put a priority in her as well because mm. she is a priority
0: outside of like, um, those kind of things Like what, what would you say are the things that you look forward to doing the most? I can actually include those things if you want, but what are the things that you always look forward to doing the most?
1: um pushing myself really honestly mm. like seeing what my minds can take and where like if it's exercise that's like oh what can i what can what am i comfortable with what am i not comfortable with uh so a couple weeks ago i think it was in may i did my first uh, century bike ride i tried that like three times i couldn't do it mm-hmm. uh, because my i was just it got to like six hours on the bike. I'm not that fast on the bike and I'm like, Fucking yeah, I, I don't like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I'll go home, but then I'll try again. So it's having a goal and then trying to achieve that goal.
0: Uh, how, I'm not sure how to ask this, but how do you think about like, how do you feel about failing at stuff?
1: I embrace it. Mm. I don't mind failing. As long as I've tried, I'd rather try and fail rather than mm. not
0: try at all maybe this is on the same kind of lines but like when you have those kind of quiet moments for me it's usually when I'm in the shower and you like get those kind of like thoughts or just like empty kind of thoughts or, like what are the kind of things you think about for me like if if I've got like a lot of free time for instance um, I'm just taking a long shower like I'll think about the times like I was in the Marines um, and it might not be like it might be times I like messed something up or it might be times I did like really well at something but I always think that's up to, to that a lot uh, in contents of your failure or it doesn't just have to be about failure for me it's like um there is like a an element to that because obviously i didn't it's something like it's a much probably deeper kind of deep dive into a topic where there's like elements of like things i failed at in the marines and then there's a lot of elements of success as well but it's like just the things i i contemplate what what are those kind of things for you uh, it's,
1: i don't really think about the past Mm. i quite like to think about what i'm gonna do and the future and what I'm doing today what loop um so if i'm alone with myself i'll just be thinking of what I need to do for today um i'm just just that really i don't really think would you about would you say best. you're
0: quite an uh, ambitious person um
1: i find that i'm getting more ambitious mm. since i've shot like because I never, like three years ago, I didn't want to start my own company. I was, I was like, no, that's too big of a risk. But now Ambitious.
0: I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Do you think ambition, I don't know, I'm just literally, I don't know what we might say to this, but and I don't have any kind of pre-things pre, pre things myself, but what do you think ambition is something that you have to like develop and grow or is it something you have naturally?
1: Uh, no, I 100%
0: believe that. Um, like, like, like confidence is something I'd say like... You have to develop and grow. I mean, I'm sure people hadn't actually have confidence as well, but I'd say that's something you can grow as well. Uh, I so think conf- is the same.
1: I think confidence and ambition is something that you grow because when I was growing up, I didn't have any ambition. Mm. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do anything with my life. I was like, oh well, whatever will happen will happen. I'm not. I didn't really try with ever, anything. But as I've got older. My mindset, it's like switched a bit. Mm. It's like now I'm just like, yeah, let's go fucking do shit. It's
0: quite interesting. I really thought, really thought about that as ambitions. I could I've previously oh. thought of it as like a one or a zero. Like you got, you don't have it or you're somewhere in the middle, you know?
1: It depends how much it's like self-doubt you've got really. Mm. In your ambitions, it's like, oh, well, I want to be a millionaire. I can't do that. It's like you shoot you down, yourself down before mm-hmm. you even start it.
0: I wonder if that's why like doing difficult things is so rewarding as well. Like when you set yourself, um, you know, a 50 mile race or something, Uh, that's, it's such a difficult task that even if you kind of like fail it, you're still gonna get like a lot out of it, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, but at least it's, you're trying something though. Mm. You try. It, it don't even have to be a, a fifty-mile race. It could be something that you're passionate about. I always feel with what, like the way I've gone in three years, it's like, it's you do what you feel like, what you're passionate about. Mm. Like I generally enjoy pushing myself.
0: What about? I mean, what about people that you think that say they're passionate about something, but then like never really kind of get the ball rolling? Do what? they
1: believe in it? Do they actually believe in the passion or they're Mm. just saying that they believe in the passion? Because I I do generally think it comes down to people's core beliefs. Mm. And that's, I think it's with a lot of like, even people with, uh, I don't mental health. It's like, um, it's people's mental health. You might just say, oh, it sounds good for me to say like, oh, well, I want to have a restaurant when I'm older. But do you really believe in your core? That you want a restaurant
0: Mm. so you're saying it's like their mental health and like what they really kind of believe about themselves yeah
1: it's like who are you Mm. who are you what do you want do you know yourself Mm. i believe like in school like they don't teach you to be who you are do you think everyone should
0: do some uh, do you think everyone should have some kind of difficult task they have to complete before they like finish schools like like similar i guess to in the way like you know tribal communities like in the amazon or somewhere will have like a rite of passage before you can like join the tribe like fully or like become a man or become a woman i'm sure or, you know um i think
1: i was thinking about this um a couple of days ago it's like you can um add it to hobbies like if you've got a hobby when you're younger and it's something that you're generally interested in. So it's say you go to jitsu and it teaches you self-discipline, mm. how much you'd grow from that hobby rather than just sitting inside and not really doing much. Mm-hmm. Playing Xbox doesn't really develop yourself. I never, like I played a lot of Xbox when I was younger, but it never developed me. Mm. It didn't make me a better person. It didn't teach me any life lessons. I wasn't out in the open like Running, playing sports—I think sports is a lot of do, a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think there's well, a. From- I understand what you mean. I'd say like, um, I'd probably say I'm on a, on a somewhat similar line. I'd say like, uh, I think media in that sense can make change the way you think about something. Like when you watch yeah. like a, let's say you watch like an amazing, uh, for instance, I watched 1917 again, the World War One kind of. Base film
1: that was a great film yeah
0: i watched it again just the other day and that made me um it wasn't me kind of going out you know running or doing anything like physically hardship but like it when i watched it for the first time it made me really think about oh i actually should should learn more about what these people went through and things like that so i I think something like a video game could do that too like you could change your perspective i think um but i understand what you mean with like it's not an
1: I don't. I, I don't want to come across it. Just my account with video yeah. games is. It's not. It wasn't really the best. Like for me, mm-hmm. like I didn't grow as a person. Maybe if you're a, you do like Twitch online and you're interacting with yeah. loads of people. Like I, I've never done that, so I don't know. I can't really yeah, relate except, to that.
0: First, I'm sure there's like some people who were like really passionate about games when they younger and then became absolutely. game designers. And Ab- then, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just didn't really do anything for me. Um, apart from really. Stop me living my life mm-hmm.
0: I, I meant to ask did you have like a time you need to get out of here or no okay cool no we'll, no. we'll just keep going then. we're, just, we're we, an hour in now um uh,
1: we're just i'm i am in
0: but he can wait <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah fuck I, you joe I, I, i'm <laughs> stealing rock for the rest of the day i'm just asking random questions <laughs> no, he's into in his my house, like i'm
1: going to his house <laughs> so it's just when i go to his house yeah so it's
0: like, like when people <laughs> you just Episode a while back, he was like, <laughs> like people asking, "What are you up to?" He's just like, "I'm up to nothing. <laughs> I'm doing what everyone's doing right now. Nothing."
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I haven't actually watched Fear von in it for ages. Like, I I was listening to uh, it was just him. I watched an episode, and it was like just him chatting shit, and I
0: just didn't really connect with it. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah, but he, I don't know, just like something about his voice or something. It literally makes me feel better. Like if I'm feeling down. Like he'll make me laugh, and like and he'll make me. He is he yeah. is
1: funny. The way he just talks, his storytelling. Yeah, it's like it's it is phenomenal.
0: I love him. He's like he's like my fucking spirit animal. Like <laughs> 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 I like emulate a like mimic his accent every now and again. No. Um, did you did you first watch him on um, Joe Rogan? Uh, what else, see.
1: Where how did you find? Because I, I saw him on Joe Rogan and I was like, this guy's hilarious.
0: I think I think I actually got into him from the first Joe Rogan, but I did see him before on uh, I think the fighter and the kid. I think I think of uh, Brendan Shaw and uh, Brian Collins podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I saw him on on that first, but yeah, I remember he's on three podcasts with Rogan, they're all great. They're, they're all pretty great. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> like, oh. Rogan gets the best out of him. <laughs> yeah. To oh. be
1: fair to Rogan, he gets the best out of his guests and that's, I'm sure as a podcaster, that's something that you've got to try and do. Have you learned anything in the time that you've been podcasting in the communication skills? Because uh, communication skills is really something that I'm quite mm-hmm. very interested in because it is how you connect with people and I believe how it turns your life around like connection with people or the the connections of with your friendship groups is the really sole purpose?
0: I'd say it's a good question. Uh, I say I've, uh, I've certainly become more aware of when I'm being a good communicator and a good listener and when I'm not, and I'm very much aware of when I'm listening to things like, I consume audio kind of pretty much all the time still. Like I'm always listening to something much to Anissa my mum and anyone that's around me <laughs> dismay because I like have to repeat things two, three times. <laughs> because I'm like one headphone on, one headphone off. Uh, so I'm certainly more aware. I think, especially I listen to a lot of interview style podcasts. Uh, I actually think a lot more about the question than and sometimes I do the answer now. Like I'll think about the question as like a separate entity and how they came to that question. Why is it a good question? Is it, or critique it if it's not a good question. If it's, um, questions is something that like uh, have become a lot more important to me uh, because I think questions are like, super powerful, really. I'm not, I don't think I've talked, spoken much about this before, but I've got like a whole Evernote page on my phone just about questions. <laughs> and like, not l- l- written down questions, just like my thoughts on questions.
1: No, 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 because it's the questions that you ask, it's what you get the best, per- that's the communication in people. If you're trying to get some, f- I don't know if you've like, when you meet someone new, mm-hmm. it's the questions or the w- correctly worded questions will get the most
0: out of the, pe- the person. Uh, Questions are so powerful. Like a question can, a question can tell a story. It can. A question you ask yourself can be um, powerful. Um, that the pause in between a question and an yeah. answer is powerful. The, uh, the, just everything like anything you kind of want to know is like behind a question or anything, anything, any kind of change. Just like when you asked yourself a question that we talked about earlier. Of like, oh, where do I want to want to be, and like, what, I wanna do, what do I want to do? Oh, um, you know, when you even when you were saying like you were not into fitness and drinking more and doing all that kind of stuff, you're like, is this what I really want? Yes, that's a question. Like everything's a kind of question, and sometimes I think the questions are sometimes or asking the question is the perfect example, right? uh you've asked the question to yourself what do I want in five years you don't have the answer exactly but the question has kind of like narrowed it up. yeah
1: that's yeah like you don't know like I ask I try and ask myself quite a lot of questions and if you don't ask the questions you won't know the answer Mm -hmm. so you're not you're not open the thought process to the answer yet Mm -hmm. and I think that's so, so that's something good with even podcast conversations like we could have this conversation and we could get something, we could, something that we say could spark an idea mm-hmm. or a thought process, like plant a seed in our brain um, um, to later in the line. So I think that it's you learning how to communicate and ask questions will even, it'll be so beneficial for your life. Like even in an interview, even in talking to random people, it's just being more articulated. And I think that's powerful. that's one of the most powerful things. I think it's, it's very
0: underestimated. One of the um, a very famous book, uh, I'm sure everyone knows like how to win friends and influence yeah, yeah, yeah. people. And it talks a lot about uh, listening in that, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, and my skill of listening, I do really like class it as a skill, like it fluctuates a, a lot. And it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship with kind of, speaking i guess and
1: have you um have you read his book about public speaking no and I ha- uh how to communicate no I haven't. it's a good read is
0: it oh, yeah no you. no
1: i've got oh, i've got two copies at home
0: really I'll, I'll probably get to get the book because i can't read <laughs> for shit but um okay, fair enough uh,
1: no it's honestly yeah i get it get right. it um he's got like uh, how to enjoy your job and how to uh, deal with stress, hmm. um, but the communication one—he's got a communication one and public speaking one. How, how to speak effectively, I think. How to speak effectively and how to um, uh, publicly, how to public speak really. But they're both intertwined, so you only need to buy one of them. But it's it's a great book. Uh,
0: on the same kind of points is um, on the listening side of things. It's like a fluid, it's like jujitsu. <laughs> it's a, it's a fluid like changing thing where, um, you say something, it sparks an idea in my brain, which yes. sparks, which like gets me thinking, which makes another question. But while I'm thinking about that, I've, that question, I've then still got to kind of listen to what you say, but then what you say might change what I, you know what I think. So it's kind of of changing, and that question might not be as relevant later on. I have to think about, it. I might have to bring it up, and I can't just dwell on that question because now I'm not listening to fully to you. Yeah, I've got yeah. like a preloaded, round in the chamber of question <laughs> that I want to fire at you. And a lot of that is coming from, like, as humans, uh, I think most people know this now. Like, uh, but it was, <laughs> when I first learned it, it was like a bit of a revelation to me. It was like we we hate silences, like. Uh, remember that? Like that people think, like, think about uh, awkward silences. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't think people say that much that anymore. But like a few years ago, I remember like Ooh, awkward silence and you know, the kind of, th- kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I what you're doing. But like being comfortable in silences and being able, to, especially, is difficult on a podcast because I think you become more aware that people will be listening to you, or um, yes. So you, so you want to just kind of like. Speak out words out of your, out of your mouth, yes, um, and that's a, a skill. Like again, like I can tell, like I'm really rusty today. Like I've not had like loads of sleep, and I've not done a podcast in ages. I've not really spoken, speak, spoken, speaking to people because of being locked down for yeah, ages. Yeah, so I just been like within the first this. like
1: time you've actually spoken to someone face to face. Yeah,
0: and so <laughs> so it's a I can I'm a, at least I'm aware of like the points where I'm like, oh, I've interrupted Rob there. I've da da like I can still critique myself. Similar It's a tie boxing. Uh me and Camille hit some fuck. No, it's tie boxing, like, <laughs> yeah. thai boxing. Because um me and Camille hit some pads the other day and I've not done really any kind of serious pad work in four, five years now. Like but I did tie boxing in fifteen years. My my body, my brain knows what like a good technique is. But like I've become inflexible and like, yeah. like my timing's not great and my speed's not great and my you know. So like my body was annoyed. I mean sorry, my brain was annoyed that my body wasn't kind of performing to the technique it knows it should. And similar in this instance, my brain's aware of like the times where it's not uh I think about it's not, I'm not <laughs> uh, doing the things that I know are kind of like best for the conversation to have the conversation grow because it's, I guess it's rusty so it's like the best way like, to sum yeah. it up rust, yeah. Ring rust, brain rust
1: yeah I always think as well with um, being self aware, if you're self aware about something then you shouldn't really worry about it because you're aware of it and your brain's ticking, mm. it's like what you're not social. it's not what you're not aware of, that's what you've got to worry about because mm-hmm. you might be doing something absolutely terrible but you don't actually know and then until you come like self-aware of the topic, it's like a hit. It's like something that blindsides you. Mm. Like you could be worrying about a test like all day, but then something else will come up that you didn't even know about. Your boiler will break, and you'll just be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like shit, I didn't expect this. Um, but and that's kind of the same thing with self-awareness. I don't know if I've explained the point correctly, but it's something that I'm self self aware of. And I actually want to improve my conversation conversational habits. Mm -hmm.
0: I think this might not seem connected at all, but it's kind of what I got from that was like, sometimes I feel certainly, and I don't know if you feel the same, like because there's so many experts are like in fields these days and you have such easy access to them. in whatever you want like it's hard to even talk about something because we don't have like an expertise on it like me and you certainly are experts in communicating that oh no no no, <laughs> like, no, no but it's, like so it feels like oh anything we say is like it's oh, not validated it's, yeah.
1: but to be fair we, we're definitely valid validated to talk about
0: it because we've been doing it for 25 years oh at least we're like interested in it mm-hmm. and it was something i was thinking about the other day with like oh if like hopefully we're going to be opening up this uh jiu-jitsu school in um North Leeds and like, oh, well, I've also got like a big Thai boxing background that I'd like to kind of use and like maybe could offer like some private session, like pad work and stuff. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, there's like amazing Thai boxes in Leeds through like, there's like some of the best people in the world, like I train here in Leeds and like, I would feel because I'm not as good as nowhere near as good as them and like not an expert, I feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't do it then. But like, but I'm equally Keen, or like I'm a blue belt, and I'm sure I would like teaching like kids classes in jiu-jitsu But you know, I'm equally as keen to learn. You know, if someone's got like a question and I don't know the answer, I'd, I'd be equally keen to like learn and find out the answers. Or humble enough to say like, hey, look, if you can uh, come do some type boxing with me, like we'll hit some pads. I'll, I'll be able to teach you some things. But you know if you want, like, go down the road as, like, some of the best guys in the world, but if, like, train me, it's cool, but, like, I'm not the best, like, I'm not going to ever say I'm, like, the man for this. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I guess my there was a bit of a convoluted way of just saying, I think as long as you approach things with humility, like, you should be able to talk about anything you're interested in. Or I, I always about. find,
1: like, if you speak from the heart and passionately about it, and you're like, if you're wrong about something and someone picks you up, mm-hmm. you don't know you're wrong about something if you don't speak about it.
0: Well, that maybe brings us onto like a current big topic of like, uh, you know, all this like cancel culture stuff uh, of um, people <laughs> yeah. that'll, you know, they said something back in the day, like 20 years ago. And then people nowadays are like, he said this, or he did this, like he must be a bad person now. Or like we've got to get rid of him. You know, I, I, I don't, about- I don't
1: agree with it at all. Mm. Um, Because how are you gonna learn? Mm -hmm. Like I've done done some dumb stuff, but if I didn't do the dumb stuff, I wouldn't learn and grow and adapt. If you keep doing it, then yes, (laughs) cancel him. But if he changes, I think think people have a great sense of actually knowing if you're being genuine. Uh, So they'll just judge you from that because we've got instincts. And if we don't think you're being genuine, you're gonna get canceled. But if you generally come out and be like, I didn't really, I didn't really think about what I was doing. Like, I'm not being funny. You can't judge like what a twenty-year-old says because mm-hmm. he hasn't, he hasn't fully developed. But you need to give him a voice so he can develop.
0: I think there's a growing kind of movement, I guess, and it seems very like uh, you know left kind of wing. I guess it would be like maybe the best place to put it, which is a shame because I would like to say I'm like more left-wing but I, I don't really agree with like there seems to just be a, a narrative where like we've just forgotten that the word like redemption exists and like people can like grow and change like yeah. just because someone's done something bad like I don't think that there's never a chance for for them to but I, to I, evolve
1: I I always I think if you let it cancel you, yeah, you can cancel it but mm. if you try and adapt to it think of it and just like I'd like to say that even like you know who logan paul is
0: yeah he,
1: do you know he did the deaf thing about yeah um he video he did a deaf person in some deaf forest mm-hmm. and then he got absolutely ridiculed he shouldn't have had a career mm. and to be fair what i've seen of him i actually like his personality now mm-hmm. and i think he's grown ad- adapted from it and yeah. i think it's been I think it's been probably one of the best things that ever happened to him.
0: But I'm sure like at the time it was like cancel Logan Paul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, he's I, done. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But if he, I think if he just, um, accepted it, it'd have happened. Like people would still be talking about it, but he's, cause he's grown so much. And I think he's generally been genuine from it. Like, I think he, he could still be a prick. I don't know. But what I've seen of him, like he like legit has grown, seems like he's grown from it. Mm-hmm. So everyone, like everyone can. And that's, I think that's pretty bad. Like. Not respecting the dead. <laughs> That's of like one. That's mm-hmm. the worst that you can go.
0: Um, there's a there's a similar thing with like uh, there's like a lot of uh, people being ousted for like doing blackface and stuff back in the day as well. And this is like a super sensitive topic at the moment, so you no, know, um, we try to try and speak as like humbly and like so, you know, yeah, not from like a like thing of experience, what, what, but.
1: What I feel about racism is like, I don't know. I think these were some deep and more like emotion. They all have deeper emotional aspects of it. Like even me looking at someone different because of their race, like I'd just give them a look, but they see that look and they'd be, they'd it'd go into their subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um. So what I've learned from it is just, just trying to be equal to everyone else. Everyone is equal in mm-hmm. my eyes. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm still, I'm not, I don't feel educated enough to say it's common on it because I'm white, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, all I can do is treat everyone the same.
0: What what I don't like is the, uh, uh, the strange rules around cultural appropriation, right? So like there are some things in culture that we're like really happy to share, like food and, um, music and, um, traditions, like, but then there's like other things that you can't touch. Like, for instance, earlier in this podcast, I said spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, that's one of the things that these days, like people are uh, get genu- genuinely like, oh, you can't say that an- anymore because Why not? it's um, offensive to like Native Americans, like, because that's their like religion and culture. And like, I didn't think anyone really took that serious, but I I follow and have followed for many years a a group of gamers who started a podcast, they were like format. They're all former uh, IGN employees and they're all kind of funny. They all live in San Francisco, probably like the most like liberal kind of leftist place in the world probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, like talking seriously about how uh, he, this guy said spirit animal and like, Oh, he shouldn't have said that. He, like tweeted, Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm like it seems like can we not just enjoy other people's cultures as well. Like I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm like, you don't understand it. it. yeah
1: You don't understand what you're really saying. So mm-hmm. I think, people should try and educate you and make you understand why they find it offensive. Mm-hmm. But,
0: so- I, but like, I mean, I'm also like, well, there should be like a limit to like, where do we draw the line of what's offensive? Like, do we all have like, can I not listen to hip hop music or can I not listen to reggae or like, uh, can I not eat, um, you know, food from like kind of eat Indian food because that's not my part of my cult. Well, I guess it is. I'm part Indian, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah did...
1: um, to be fair, I think Indian food's been in it, um, Britain long enough. That yeah,
0: I've... I'm just trying to, like top of my head examples. Yeah, no, I, yeah.
1: I I I understand, and it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer.
0: Yeah, I'm like, we're, I mean, I, we're I, not, I, we're I, very... I don't
1: even know like how like because some people. It's not, the problem isn't me. Like you can say anything to me, I'm not really going to get offended. Mm. It's the other, it's other people. How can I deal with other people? Every, anything I say, I don't want you to take offense, but if you take offense, how am I meant to know? Mm. How am I meant to know if, like saying spiritual animal is going to offend you? Mm. I'm not being funny. I mean, everything that I say, it comes from the best place in my heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how how are you meant to do that? Is taking away freedom of speech?
0: Yeah, I, I, well, the, talking about taking away, well, let's move away from that because we're not... Like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. We, yeah, we'll, we probably don't, but to, talking about, about taking away freedoms, like this lockdown has been, well, I'll tell you my, my opinions on it and, and you can feel free to yeah. disagree like how I'm not, it's not a like thing I'm willing to die on, a rock I'm <laughs> willing to die on, but uh, my, my opinion is like, we started off, well, it started off with like when I was in Australia, the English mentality was like initially like oh, we're going to kind of try and build this like herd immunity for a few weeks. And then just before it gets bad, we're going to do a lockdown um, to try and like stem this curb. In that time, we're going to try and super build up the NHS. So it's like super you know, it's stronger than it'll ever been to deal with all this kind of stuff. And then um, then we'll look at, you know, the next of steps. And then that happened. But then once, once, once that happened, we stayed locked down. The NHS was, um, you know, it, it got built up. Like there was all these like nightingales hospitals. Yeah. ICU capacities massively increased. Like they did a fucking stellar job all those people like, yeah. like part of the NHS. Like, like Probably on like an industrial scale of building infrastructure probably that's not been seen since the World War Two kind of levels. So fucking like, they did an amazing job in those kind of few weeks. But then... We kind of just like, okay, let's just, let's all just stay inside now because like people are still getting it. And then we're looking at all the statistics, publishing like the the um, ONS, the Office of National Statistics stuff. And you see, like, it, it, it's not really affecting young people so much, to be honest. It's the people that are dying from it are genu- genuinely, uh, generally over the age of 65, with nine out of 10 of them having some kind of pre pre-existing health condition bit disingenuous because most most people over 65 like have either Alzheimer's or dementia which was like the main um pre-existing condition which I'm not sure if that would have really affected their health in in the case of COVID but other things like heart, it, it was like heart conditions after that obesity and stuff like that and I just felt My opinion, I guess when you get down to it, is like after we build up the infrastructure of the NHS, we're not going to have a vaccine for a long time. And we deal with disease and, and, you know, things all the time. Um, Just taking away people's ability to, uh, on on a blanket scale, to be with other people and see other people, I think is just like a massive... Um, massive takeaway of, like, our freedoms. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think people... My opinion is what should have happened is people... We should have locked down, built up the NHS. After that, it'd be like, right, use your common sense, guys. If you're fucking 60, 68 years old and you've got a lung condition, maybe stay inside. Yeah, but a lot <laughs> of,
1: I, I have got to say a lot of people don't have common sense. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend speak bad about people, but you do get, like you'll have a moment where you just won't get your common sense and then you'll have to pay for it mm. it only takes like 2 seconds to have a car crash and die
0: <laughs> yeah like i mean single part it, we accept risk yeah. a lot of times like every time you get in a car like yeah. like you you're accepting certain levels of risk right i mean and that's kind of what you would be doing it's what you do every fucking day so but <laughs> nothing's going to change between now and pick November right but I'd expect in November things are largely back to normal um yeah like life's got to go on and I think I think the more I think about it the more annoyed I get that um so much was like forcefully taken away and like I'm not even one of the people that were really fucking affected I didn't have a job at the time because I just came back (laughs) I I was like I finished my contract at GB Bondi I I was like you know, decided to come back here because it's like one of the, the only country that me and Anissa could both go to because we didn't lock our borders down. Um, I, I'm not like very affected by it at all. like. But there's people with like small businesses and all that kind of stuff that are like really affected it's, and it's, should really be annoyed. It's but. done
1: terrible things for the economy. Yeah. I hope they don't go into another lockdown. I'd, mm-hmm. rather, I'd rather them not go to another lockdown to be fair and save the economy to be fair because that's what's really going to,
0: it's, it's, us. it's like they're half blind like a few like a month ago it's probably about a month ago now Well, it was a month ago like, it's like start of june when all of like black lives uh matters were like like really swinging and like it was all these gatherings of, like massive people on top of that there was loads of like massive raves and they were like oh don't be surprised in two weeks time or three weeks time when all this covid kind of hits these people and we're all locked down again i like why has it happened yet? Like, where's where's the mass? Master- yeah, I think I think the um the cases have gone up, um but like the deaths are, are consistently going down because the people like, and something I predicted at nearer the start was when I saw when I first saw the office of national statistics stuff, I saw that it was like. The average age of people that were dying from COVID were higher, were older than the average age of death in the in the UK, right? I first saw that I was like, "Whoa, what, what, like, well, what, how come I've not heard this on the news? How come it's always just all this fear porn?" Um, I saw that and I was like, "I've lost my my kind of train of thought now, Rob." <laughs> what, what, what was I saying?
1: Uh, you were saying about,
0: uh, oh yeah, at the start, right? I saw like how many people were, how how much of it was like the older, like literally the the biggest group was like 90 years old plus was like the majority of people that were dying from it. I was saying like, we'll see on that, and they show the graphs with like the five year average of death. And it's sort of like, it's spiking up. I was like, well, I think we're going to see quite a, a, a good spike down as well because we would have like, you know, not to, um, not to use a harsh word here because, but, but like cold, Yeah, you kind of like cold, the most vulnerable, like the, the most elderly. And because there'll be less of them, there'll be like less of those kind of, Dying. So, we'll probably like because obviously, eat COVID or not, it's like it's the nine year old plus that are dying a lot.
1: I, I don't want to sound harsh, but um, and obviously, may it might sound my effect to it, but my uh, my neighbor died like I think it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, he got an ambulance and then he died. It could have been COVID, we don't know, mm-hmm. but um, his life wasn't really, it was at the end. He was just living like he wasn't even leaving his house. Like, is is it like a blessing in disguise
0: sometimes? The biggest thing for me is like the people who literally care the least about it is the old people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do not give up. <laughs> like well, the, the ones like like my grandma, for instance, has like a bad respiratory um, condition. She's like, she's staying inside and stuff. But the other old people, I see them out all the time. Got, they're loving it. <laughs> they're loving it. They love going out for their walk. They love getting on the bus with no one on it. <laughs> they, they, it's, it's because I think the elderly people have that well of course they've got that older mentality of like they've been through a lot in life and they yes. don't want some
1: I, I think it's the fact it's like they could just accept death more mm. more like they're like oh well it's going to come for me anytime i'd rather i enjoy going to get my paper every day and going for my walk
0: yeah well yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure there's a probably a point in life where you're just like fucking hell <laughs> I, I definitely know there is some because i've literally heard it from the mouths of of a few older, older, more candid people are like, "Fucking hell, I'm just waiting for death to take me." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they joke about it. Um, um, so yeah, the like, like, "Fuck it." I like, say, you know, I'm not saying we shouldn't care at all because these. I mean, whether you're 90 years old or fucking 20 year old, you know, it's a life your life, and someone loves you and someone cares about you, um, and it, and it, and it's, it sucks, you know, for those people that have lost lost people. But I'm, I'm just a big and I know I know what you're saying uh, about people not having common sense but I would I would just much rather have sort no. like common sense and then we'll, we'll do we we'll call it common not sense so. initially and then survival of the people with common sense <laughs> survival of the fittest kind of yeah.
1: <laughs> Be the people with the best immune system, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like if it can, it happens, hundred it happens like every hundred years, massive uh, pandemic virus would come.
0: Yeah, like the uh, the Spanish uh, flu that's been like, talked about a lot, and I didn't really know about much about it before. Apparently, that was like the opposite; like it attacked a lot of young people with like super that were, were quite healthy. Um, and in that case, I would have been, I would have been on the same kind of argument of like, right. If you're twenty years old and healthy, stay inside, mate. <laughs> if you're, you know like yeah. if, if the people it doesn't affect. Live your lives, wash your hands, take some you no. Know. That's another thing. Like there's not it's always just like it's always um you know, wash your hands or like do that kind of stuff. It's never like, hey, maybe look at your health guys, like yeah. if you're a beast like you know, it's not just big It's beautiful anymore. It's like, uh maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe like. There's a reason why you only live to 45 yeah. when you're obese. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, what did you say? What? Are
1: you recording? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just been
0: to you now. oh have you? you? <laughs> oh, that's nice. There you go. Our, we're talking, Rob, and our mum's having uh, a little chat too. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that is nice. <clears throat> Do you uh, see that uh, Adele got loads of like a uh, kickback <laughs> the other day because she like lost a little weight? Yeah. And then people were like, oh, can't believe she's like <laughs> lost all this weight. It's like she's not a big supporter of the biggest beautiful movement. But I bet she
1: feels so much more healthy. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, I bet
1: she feels healthy, more, just more better, more active. I'm. Mm. Um, From a healthy lifestyle, I just don't know why people wouldn't do it.
0: Well, people don't have discipline, do they, Rob? No. Well, I mean, what do you think about, like, I know we've said confidence and ambition. Do you think discipline is something you have, or is it something you grow? I think it's something you grow. Mm. Because I I didn't have any... I I didn't even
1: understand what it was when I was younger. Mm.
0: I uh, I don't think I'd certainly... (laughs) hmm. I'd say, no, I would say... I was disciplined when it came to things that I wanted to be disciplined about. <laughs> Does that I, make sense? I
1: I, su- I suppose I didn't really look at it as like the things that I care about, be disciplined enough to do it because to be fair, I didn't really care about it. I didn't have any hobbies. I think that's what the problem was. I didn't mm-hmm. have anything I, I really enjoyed. So I was just like floating, like like just do it, like go and out with friends, but you didn't really. I'm just like, oh yeah. So there's nothing to be disciplined about. But if someone says, oh, have you got any self-discipline? I'd be like, what the fuck is self-discipline? Especially when I was like teens, all the way up to 20, I'd be like, self-discipline, what is that? Mm. I, might, I might have not even understood what it was.
0: You know, the more we, the more we talk, um, the more I feel like people that don't listen to like Jocko and who's obviously like, um, he's like, <laughs> so, uh, this is a, a strange story, I guess, but, um, there's a game called Dragon Age, right? Yeah. And there's an extension for, uh, an add on for that game called, uh, Awakening. And in the game, there's like a thing called, uh, the Fade, which is like the dream world realm, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And in the realm is like demons and spirits and the demons are like, uh, they're called like, they're like embodiments of the seven deadly sins, like lust, pride, greed, like all those ones. And the, yeah. and the spirits like embodiments of virtues. So you'd get like, um, you know uh, a spirit of justice right but like the spirit of justice if it came corrupted it would become the spirit of vengeance right so it would be like kind of like the the two sides of a coin like how um just like jockers always talking about dichotomies yeah like how much of like too much um leadership can lead to like micromanagement which is obviously that like, the bad side of it so like the same too much justice can lead to like vengeance for instance I guess like in my mind, like Jocko is, like that spirit of discipline. <laughs> like if I was playing Dragon Age and like I saw the spirit of discipline, it's been like, oh yeah, there's a picture of Jocko there, he's the spirit of discipline. <laughs> no. yeah. It's like, um, but my original point there was um, the more I, I talk, talk to you and other people that are into kind of Jocko and Coggins and Rogan and, and that kind of community, the more I feel sorry for the people that aren't into it because it's had such a big effect on my life and stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, but it's all maybe people just haven't found it. Mm. Maybe some people just don't generally know it exists and some people just don't care. Some people don't care about developing themselves. Mm. Some people are quite just happy, just doing what they're doing, but not really uh, pushing yeah. themselves. But if you didn't, if you don't stop, like at the start of it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say I'd probably be missing out much because mm. I didn't know how far I could develop and how far my mind could come.
0: To, to me, those guys like Coggins and stuff. They're like, well, especially Jocko because he's so, so well read. Um, yes, he's got his degree in English and stuff like that. He's like, uh, for me, I call him like the modern day like Aristotle or Socrates, like those old like, ancient <laughs> yes. philosophers, or like you know the Stoics and stuff. He's like, he's like the modern day like. I reckon in two thousand years they'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, and Jocko said,
1: <laughs> Jocko said this. Yes. So let's go get some. <laughs> in
0: ancient philosophy classes, they'll be yeah. like, in the year twenty twelve. The
1: thing is that his message is so simple. Mm. That's
0: he really. He it's really, like discipline and, equals freedom, extreme ownership. Yeah, exactly. You it's just
1: that. like what's what's so hard to follow, and um, what's so hard to understand is everything in your life is your responsibility.
0: Yeah. Good, you know, a good thing he does. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, Rob's got an injury. Good time to work on his yoga. Time to work <laughs> on his coding more. Time, to...
1: <laughs> yeah, good. I can't. I can't go out and exercise. Maybe it was. Maybe it was getting in the way of something else.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah jocka's like a uh I say this a few times I think I've learned way more from like podcasts and stuff than I ever did like in school and stuff
1: yeah, but you want i wasn't interested in school like i didn't mm. even like i didn't understand why we were learning about some of the things we were learning about mm.
0: so but the education is just about like life and stuff like that like how to deal like like when you got a disagreement with someone like joke's like oh okay, like empathize then then um not de-escalate but um diminish right empathize and diminish so like Rob comes to me he's like fucking L.T like I'm sick of the fucking rain like I've not been able to get you know fucking out in the sun and do yeah. X next thing I'm like man yeah I could just be like shut sure, up Rob why are you complaining about the fucking rain but like, yeah, like, yeah. like so that might be like oh T you don't understand what I'm talking about my dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't get me um, um but then you're saying, like, oh, well, the right way to pro- approach this situation should be like, oh, Rob, you know, yeah, it sucks you not being able to go out and do your thing, <laughs> totally get it. But you're like, hey, man, like, you know, it rains and we've still got to do our things, right? You know, for <laughs> you know, some people where it snows all the time, man. <sighs> Can you imagine how shit that would be? And they're like, yeah, that must be... It's it's- like, but even that seems so simple, right, when you oh. say it. But, like, when I remember when I was, like, listening to say- him say it for the first time, I was like, huh, I guess I've never really thought about how to approach a situation like that. And I can totally see, I can totally think about it straight away in my head, times where like something like that's happened and I've not dealt with it right, it's caused an argument or it's like not.
1: Yeah, you know. um, it's the understanding of the other person really. Mm. That That's what that's what's really stuck out for me. When you're speaking to someone, you've got to understand where they're coming from, what where their background is, um, rather than just making assumptions. So like, oh, I don't like the rain. It's just like, like, well, it rains.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, but that, it rains <laughs> you're that, in England. Yeah, so. that's
0: that's a um, a big thing on uh, uh, difficult things again. How it changes your perspective. Like, I'm sure right now, especially mm-hmm. like because you've just come off the back of doing a difficult thing, like your, your month of doing half marathons. Like, a lot of other day-to-day things seem a lot easier because. Because <laughs> you not have to run a half marathon every day <laughs> because i'm sure like many times that was like the, the hardest point of your day um yeah you know, of it, like the most physically uh, exhausting part so then your perspective of what is difficult changes right so it's the the reason i did that um 90 kilometer run i was trying to do the 100 kilometer run was like I'd just come off the back of like leaving the Marines and like doing 100 combo I didn't release really, so I was like all right you just got to keep running that's that's all right and
1: I always find you crave it afterwards
0: this is like something I'm always battling with because uh, you do crave it you're right but it that perspective change um it only lasts I think you crave it because that perspective change only lasts for like a certain amount of time yeah like after a few months you're like Start start complaining about, you know, you being a little bitch again. <laughs> but Definitely. like after you've done, you know, after you've done an ultramarathon, right? You don't complain about much for the next few weeks, right? <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: But I, I, I suppose like my sitting down on a computer for eight hours is quite hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like, because naturally I'm quite active. Mm. So maybe that's even harder for me that's that's more difficult for me like running like 30 miles a day i'm like no that's cool that's cool i'm I'm comfortable with that mm-hmm. once if you get comfortable with the pushing yourself and when it's absolutely something totally new and you're in you're, you're drowning because you don't know what to do you don't know how to swim um it's it's a different ball game it's a different kind of difficult
0: that's uh I think that takes like a a real high level of self awareness again to realize that. And it's, it's actually one of the reasons that this podcast got started because I was like, I was guess I was, I was really nervous to talk into a microphone and put like my thoughts out there because you'll know this in like, in like real life, like I'm just kind of quite, quite a quiet person and and I'd I'd like to listen more than I talk. I don't know. You've got opinions. I do, but I, you know, I like to share them with like close friends with you more than like, yeah. let's say we're in a big group. I'm probably going to be doing more listening than talking, you know, unless I'm in like a, a small kind of two or you know, one or two people kind of situation. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I've got this mic fucking not going towards my face at all. Um, so that, that was actually one of the reasons I started the podcast because it was something that's actually quite out of my comfort zone. Now I'm actually quite comfortable because I've done 50 something odd episodes probably like two hours an episode, like it's like hundred and something hours uh, of, of being active and then also listening to it back. You yeah. you become more okay with it. It still makes me cringe when I have to like, sit in a room by myself and like do an intro. <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah. Exactly. It's, um, but that's uh, in your comfort zone, that's something that I, I probably find more difficult. Like running exercise for me, mm-hmm. I'm quite. I'm. I'm all right with it, mate. Yeah. You, th- you tell me to run. Tell me to run thirty miles. I'll just go run thirty miles. I've got an end goal. I know it's going to end in eight hours. But after that eight hours, I'm going to be happy. You, I having to do something else like learn Spanish. I'm. I'm really bad at pre- pronunciation. Mm. Like, that's a whole. Le- that's a whole level of insecurities. Like going into your insecurities. I think if it's battling insecurities, like running isn't really. I don't really. I'm not insecure about running. But yeah. if I'm insecure, if. I'm, like my spelling and my writing I'm quite insecure about that so even sitting down and writing it's quite hard for me because I'm just like oh fuck me I'm shit out of this
0: I think uh, exercise is a great gateway into that kind of philosophy and mentality though because uh, if you don't exercise then you know it's your first 5k run you will be dis- uh, dis- uncomfortable uncomfortable <laughs> uh, um, but as you get better and better you'll be more comfortable with that discomfort and that's kind of the concept behind what you're talking about there you're developing yourself as a person by becoming more comfortable with outside of your comfort zone right so you're kind of expanding what your comfort zone i guess so right now it's difficult for you and i'm sure you could difficult difficult in a way of like synonymous with um difficult uh in a way that Get you out of your comfort zone with coding, right? Because it's something new. You know, when you started something new, and you know, it's a I didn't bit, know anything about it. it's yeah.
1: just like, it's just hard. Like I, the problem solving. Like if you you could be sat at a computer for two hours and you don't know what you're doing. Like I've got no, I've got nothing to guide me, mm-hmm. and I've got to sort out this problem, which I don't. I might not even sort out.
0: You know, what I think would be really valuable that I've never even thought of before till just now is like really kind of just ha- taking like a an hour to yourself, going on a walk or something, and deep dive and just try and think about the things that you're uncomfortable with. Like, uh, I always feel to do that, you should do
1: it with someone. Really, obviously, it's. um you're showing a lot of your um insecurities to mm-hmm. people but i don't really i don't really mind that it's like you see my insecurities like mm-hmm. if you can try and exploit it i don't but, i don't really care yeah. but with you get the perspective of somewhere else and they could say something that makes you think of it in a different light mm-hmm. you're not really going to change your way of thinking if you just keep speaking to yourself over mm-hmm. and over. I, I do think you need other people to grow uh like i think you are uh me ages goes like do you believe of free will like you are free thoughts mm. like or do you think you are everything around yourself and i do think you are what the people
0: that you're around like the product of your kind of uh, situations yeah exactly <laughs> yeah something i was thinking about uh, uh for a long time and, and still i like to dwell on it because it's a nice philosophical uh, kind of topic um but yeah just on that uh, last point before we move on uh, that was like i think that's like Super valuable. I think it's something I'm going to try and do maybe in the next few weeks is really think about the things that I'm insecure, un- insecure and uncomfortable with and like make a con- seat concert uh, effort to try and like grow as a person by battling with that. That's like I f- think that's the hardest thing you can do. Yeah. That's like free personal growth hack right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like like- just find out what you're not, not good at and what you don't want to do and what you feel conscious about or self-conscious about just go do that just go even if you just do it for like two weeks or something even if it's not something you're interested in
1: but if you're self-aware about yeah. your insecurities then you know about it then you can mm. you can grow it's what you don't like what you're not self-aware of like i'm always i self-aware of speaking to people like not as much now but a couple of years ago because I, I don't really think i had the articulate brain how to communicate so I just started speaking to like random people and trying to speak to random people and just trying to have conversations. And then I've developed a love into it. I do quite like, I enjoy conversing with people. I really do.
0: You know, it was like really shocking uh, for me. The first time I listened to the, uh, to Theo Von's podcast this past weekend uh, was how confident he spoke about his feelings and insecurities. And, mm. and like, I was like, wow, that guy. Cause even though he was like telling you things like you like, at the time I was like, I would never dare like utter those things to like my best friend, let alone like, yeah, you, just like, come out, like you know, oh. however many, probably like, you know, half a million people or something. Um, and, it, and it was like, uh, even though he was telling me like, it's these things, that th- I'm sh- things I'm sure he's like embarrassed about, like, uh, but you didn't, you weren't, f- you didn't feel embarrassed for him. You just thought, wow, that guy's like super confident yeah, to but- openly talk about those kind of things.
1: But I don't think anyone really would exploit your um, insecurities. I I don't I don't see how they could if you yourself like they're not they're a real dick if they do that and you just don't want to spend your time with them if they do that so just leave like John.
0: Well, that's the kind of the the veil, isn't it? Like you don't want to talk about things because you're scared of being embarrassed and um. Uh, and you think people will like make fun of you or exploit you in some way if you talk about those kind of things. But um, I think for for the most part, you're right. I think for m- people are um, uh, quite, they want to help you and they want to.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's actually getting out to talk about your insecurities. You're not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to develop yourself in your insecurities if you just don't talk about it. Mm. You need to be open with it and then you'll hopefully find a yeah. way you can deal with it.
0: Open with it, but also be active about doing something about it. Absolutely. I don't like those people who are like, oh, I'm depressed. And like, like when was the last time you went outside? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah. I'm depressed. I don't do that shit. Sure. <laughs> like, um,. When was the last time you got a sweat on? When was the last time you ate some vegetables? Like, if you're sleeping eight hours a night, you eat your vegetables, you exercise, and you go out in the sun and you still tell me depressed, like, cool, I'm I'm on board. Like, what can we do, like, to help you? Just do basic shit, that. Get some doves, I mean, yeah, get you? No, have a goal. (laughs) Do something difficult. Have a goal. Get better at something. That's
1: how exercise is so good at it, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. You can do it. There's... uh, the someone for everything in exercise because it's so vast. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't, if you like an individual sport, try tennis. You want something with a group, try football non-contact, try football. If you want something a bit contact, try Mm jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, but those people, there's a, I guess they annoy me, but I also feel sorry for them at the same time as well. Just like, uh, I I think that's like a, a real like, that's the real epidemic here. Fucking twenty, you know, fucking sixteen to twenty-eight year olds that are like, "I'm depressed." I don't know what I'm doing. I,
1: I honestly feel that they yeah. like they lack meaning in the life and purpose. Yeah. I think if you if you can find some purpose in your life, it's worth living. Mm-hmm. But you need to find that purpose. Like it, it's not gonna it's not gonna fucking smack you in the face. You're gonna wake up one day and like, "This is my fucking purpose." It's, it's, it's something those, you
0: develop. It's those like rich kids. It's called that like amph- affluenza, isn't it? Like I, what, I don't know. Um basically like they're affluent and they just don't know what because like the parents are super successful everything's kind of been handed to them and they like don't really know what they want to do with their lives so then they go traveling and I'm like I'm gonna go find myself i like <laughs> that's the that's nice, most annoying thing as well Like, no you're not mate you're gonna go <laughs> traveling you're gonna go partying you're not gonna find anything <laughs> they
1: could like once if they go in a boat and start fishing like fuck I like that sea
0: that's not what they're doing though they're, they're going to so crabby fucking yeah, uh, that's, that's
1: the one thing I do Find, like, when I went travelling in New Zealand, it's like, they just get drunk every night. And I'm like, you don't know anything about... You've got a nice man and you can hike up you there. Not,
0: you've not learned anything. I was saying this to... You haven't got out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: like, you haven't, you haven't seen shit. have been drunk this, for two days.
0: Yeah, I was saying this to a Camille the other day. I went on a walk and I was saying, like, uh, what we thought of, like, university and stuff. And, like, there's an argument that... Um, university is is more for like the people you meet and you know, people meeting like-minded people, people outside of your kind of, um, usually like outside your bubble like you were talking about earlier, um, developing as like a person outside of like home and stuff like that. I'm like, cool, right? I, I, I understand that argument. I, I actually agree with the argument. I think that's like probably one of the best bits about universities. However, Don't pay nine thousand pounds a year to do that, mate. Give me, you know, my sister left left uni. I think she said with like something around fifty grand of debt, right? Give me twenty five thousand pounds. I will send you on like a, a two, three year trip around the world where you'll be like helping out in little villages, like doing some hard work here and there, traveling, like have to live on a budget, meeting new people. Being, um, and that will teach you fuck loads more about life than, and you know, getting pissed at the uni.
1: The, the thing with university uh, people that I've actually found out, like they'd have this great network in university, but then when they'd leave it, they don't really speak to them anymore because mm-hmm. all they did was really get pissed and they're like, oh, well, I don't really want to get pissed anymore. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, that's all that I really did with you. So, and you don't want to do, you're not interested in things I want to do and you not, I'm not interested in the things you want to
0: do. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one, uh, my friend, you know, our friend Rob Walters, he's still a big advocate of uni and I listen to his opinion a lot, uh, a lot and I think he, he brings up some like uh, important, arguments as well like there are still specialist uh, subjects that you do need to go and go through. oh yeah, yeah absolutely um and, I, and I, you know rob's vastly smart, smarter than me but uh another um uh someone one of our friends that i'm like but, i hold high on a pedestal is uh, Sam Raha because yeah. he's doing like the similar thing you are doing way but he also went went to uni and like kind of I guess mugged off his degree after he kind of finished, and I was like, "I know, what, I'm just gonna start this kind of whole new thing and learn that." And that's what he cut the coding stuff, and he, he left his job and and treated learning to code like a job. And now he's working in like the same office robbers and um, doing cool stuff. Uh, it's sort of like I, an amazing ab- success story that I think.
1: Oh, absolutely! He's an inspiration, and it's just he had the he had the courage to do it, which
0: it takes a lot. Oh absolutely, like to leave a job, like it was a decent job, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. just like that's what the world really has told you to do. It's like,
1: oh you've got a job good job after uni need mm. brilliant. Have a baby. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get a relationship. Ha- have a baby. Get a, house. Get, a house. <laughs> get a house. Don't quit your job. What are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> this is what you've done for the past year. This is what you've done every year. Uh, to work upon like education it is for you to get that job which i don't really i don't really want to job but i want to have I, want, I do want to have a business mm. and i think i'll <laughs> learn more about life running the business
0: let's say you didn't need any kind of let's just i'm not saying you're a millionaire right or like a multi-millionaire um i'm just saying like uh, whatever you want to do in life like you can do it let's just forget money exists for a moment um what what, what would you be doing let's say you know <laughs>
1: I would quite like to interview people Hmm. and speak with random people and try and understand their way of life. I definitely uh, cycle around the world and um, go into each culture and write, make a book on their, um, uh, their cuisine, really, and a dish, a story dish of their cuisine Mm. which I do want to which I will do because that is doable I don't need money to do that all I need is myself so that is something I want to do that is a really big dream of mine to create a book of uh, different like a world recipe book that Mm. I've gone, I've made with the people yeah
0: that's that's amazing I I want to uh, before we close this out we should uh, talk about that um, but let, same question but less so on big that's like a big like uh, so big you know <laughs> that, that's a big like maybe like a two year three year kind of like committed like travel thing yeah. but let's just say let's say you've done that Um, what what do you see yourself just doing like what would you just day to day or week to week month to month what do you think what would you see yourself doing I'm not really sure what I'd do I, but, I don't know uh, I, you, I, I can't mm, tell you
1: I, I don't know that yeah and you know what i think it'll always change Mm. i don't think i'll i'll settle for something yeah especially my personality now i just can't i think i just always go on something else
0: that's an important point as well like sometimes you forget like you think whatever you want now is still going to be the same things you want in five years or the same things you want tomorrow like one of the things i I struggle with uh, with leaving the marines was even though it was a short kind of two-year period, I was in there. The person that went in there was like die-hard, like, like I don't even have the words to describe how much like there wasn't even the chance possibility of leaving before I like passed out of training. Right, like it was like in the completely different realms of existence. Like there was nothing that was going to make me to quit. Right. Yeah. But the person that left, left two years later, was a very different person. Like he had seen like like uh, uh, I guess I'm use a third person perspective there maybe uh, unconsciously there for for a moment because I'm not that person again like it's 2 years after that point but that person had uh, had experienced different things and and, and his goals had changed and what he wanted out of life had changed and his it's uh, he had changed essentially yes and you've got to, you've got to be open to that don't you like I think that's a really good point you brought up like uh, you could answer that question now and say, oh, T, this is what I'd be doing. I'd be on the beach, fucking carving coconuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that would probably change me. Maybe as soon as you did it for two months, you'd be like, once
1: if I do, uh, when I do the, um, the book and then something will happen along the journey, I'll be like, shit, I want to do this. Mm. Um, I do want to make, so I can remote work remotely so i can open up my laptop mm. and that's where i'd work that's what i'm doing with the programming that's so i can fund this expense mm. uh, so, the,
0: so yeah but let's just like make this whole topic like uh so you have an idea of to cycle around the world yeah you want to write and talk to people on the way to make uh, a cool book yeah where it's kind of focused on the intrinsic links between culture and food and, and how people, and that kind of relationship. And you wanna develop the stories that no doubt will arise, you know, akin like Yeah, I wanna uh, make, yeah.
1: I, I wanna have a relationship with them mm-hmm. and understand where they're coming from in their life mm-hmm. and understand who they are.
0: So uh, I guess there's a lot to unpack there. Um, uh, why? <laughs>
1: Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. He <laughs> um, was like, but,
0: uh, you know, what was the catalyst for this to start? Like, it's a pretty ambitious pursuit.
1: Um, I think it was to better understand the world mm. and the world that I've been born into.
0: Was that something that maybe came about once you had left? Like, I know you said once you'd left Leeds, like you like and you went to like Spain and France and stuff. Was it? Did it maybe the seed of the idea get planted then? No. It, it,
1: it generally could have i don't know where it got planted mm. but it's um when i started cycling I, I had like cycled to leeds i cycled to like um durham uh and i could then i was like i could i could generally do this and people mm. do do it i could cy- cycle across europe and then i was like why don't i just cycle to like new zealand and go through all Asia and make a cookbook because I love I love cooking, but I don't like working in a restaurant because it's repetitive. Mm. I don't want to own my own restaurant because it's something that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take my chef and ability there, but I liked and I like to learn about people and different uh, and just learn who they are and what are their aspects in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sim- similar. Yes, uh, like you say uh, to doing. Doing this podcast, where I just like to exactly, you know, it's, I'm not interviewing for the most part. I'd say uh, I don't know. I find them just as interesting as like <laughs> the people I listen to on like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Like they're not like the famous people, but I certainly find no, but, them but as I, interesting.
1: Not everything. Not it, if you're not famous, it doesn't mean you're not interesting. Mm. Um, I think you're probably more. Inter- I think some normal people are more interesting than celebrities.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just like. Listening to people's thoughts and things because I like this, it's happened a lot in this podcast earlier. I like have a thought, and I'm like, huh, what do you think about this? Because I'm not sure what I think yet. And I'd be yeah, interested, exactly. It's just like it opens your mind. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to, to hear what you'd think about this.
1: Um, It's just you just grow, you just get the seeds from all your relationships, mm-hmm. and you would grow. And it's it's, it's like, like I said earlier, I think conversation being a being a good converser means the world.
0: There's a the the best person I've uh, heard doing like interviews is a guy called um, Carl Fussman, who been on Tim Ferriss's podcast a couple of times. I'd like super recommend anyone that's listening to just. Click off this nonsense and go over to Tim Ferriss's <laughs> podcast and search. Put in the search bar "Cal C A L Fussman," um, and then listen to him because he's an amazing interviewer, but he's also an amazing storyteller. And like, he's just had those kind of crazy experiences, like interviewing like these big name celebrities and and like you know political leaders and hundreds and hundreds of amazing people, and uh, through that like coming back to a, a much earlier point, like his stories like influence, uh, his, his pod, he, Carl has a podcast as well called Big Questions and it's like questions are based in people's stories that he's got from being such a good communicator with people. For instance, I'll tell you a quick story he tells. Um, he was interviewing, uh, fuck, I think it was Jay-Z, right? Oh, was
1: it Jay- oh is this on Netflix? No, nah, it's just a podcast. Cause there's, this interviewer, Uh, On Netflix, and he interviews like a so much diverse, really, um, a diverse number of people, and from rappers to politicians Mm. to just normal people, Mm -hmm. and he's just a great interviewer. I I can't remember his name. but he, he was amazing. Mm. Uh, but well carry on. I
0: interrupted you. So he tells the story of, I want to say Jay-Z, but I'm not 100%. I'll just use, I'm sure it, I'm sure it applies to a lot of, you know, I'm sure it would probably apply to Jay-Z as well. He says like, um, uh, what he's talking to him and he ends up asking him how long he's worked on a passion project. And he's like, I've sp- stayed up for three days in a row working on passion projects and he's like okay cool so he's got that interview in the bag and then um, he's doing a talk at a conference and about the importance of questions and these two girls have come up to him and, and they've got a great business but they're really struggling to find to hire people that um, will suit the role they need and like they're going through like loads of stuff that are just like they seem good on paper and like they interview well, but they just like, when it comes to the actual role, they're not doing it. So so they're asking him like, what kind of questions can we ask mm-hmm. to try and get like the right person through the door? And he's thinking, he's like, I'll oh, tell him the Jay-Z story, man. Like, like say like, uh, you know, uh, Jay-Z works, you know, when he's passionate about something, he'll stay up for three days in a row, uh, you know, working on a passion project. How long have you stayed up working on a passion project before? And I that's
1: value, like I value, I value my sleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well that's that's the thing. You might get if it depends on the I mean, for these for these people I guess they were looking for like a um maybe a more artistic kind of yeah. like uh that that kind of person that would be like just obsessive about something. Yeah, yeah. And then for maybe for like other people you need like someone more analytical and you're like you'd you tell them a different story of like, oh, um so my friend be. Rob was disciplined for 30 days in a row like never missing a half marathon a day tell me about a time when when you have shown like incredible discipline and stuff like that oh oh yeah yeah. stories i think my my whole point there was just like the stories empower and frame questions to make them like to make them like twice or three times more powerful and that's something like i'm trying to learn about because when i ask people questions on the podcast here I could try and implement some of that stuff to get cool conversations, to learn yeah. more about people. It's it all, and it opens the, up to
1: a whole conversation. You can't, you're a shit interviewer if you get yes and no answers. No,
0: man. Yeah. That's something it's like the Billy basics of like, when I was like learning to try to be a decent interviewer, you're yeah. asking these kind of open-ended questions and trying not to lead people into. Yeah. Um, And let it, again, like there's little things like letting the silence work and. <sighs> So yeah. lots, lots, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to learn. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> so it's a lot like Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and man, when are we going to get you started in jiu I, I I do. I I happily do. There's like amazing gyms in Manchester. There's one called SPG. It's like one of the best. Uh, SG, SPG. Yeah, Straight Blast Gym, Manchester. Oh, I thought like.
1: it was have you David Goggins' uh, book. His instructor was called SPG. <laughs> oh yeah. <he>
0: isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite a hardcore like, uh, MMA gym, I think. But uh, they've like, got some seriously good jiu-jitsu guys there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we'll have to rub you into some jiu-jitsu. I've been keeping you here for just over two hours now. Yeah, you got shit to do. I don't I really have shit to do. I'm going to learn some more After Effects, probably.
1: Nice. Well, you should come down to Jaws. But I don't know how many people he wants
0: yeah, with COVID. I, <laughs> I, I was, I mean, I was just there the other day so like, for a barbecue like, last week or something, so... Okay. Although he disappeared really quick, but hey yeah. I don't
1: I, I don't know what's happening with Joe. Well,
0: we can find out. We can find out. Report back. We'll send him our best. Right Robert, um, as Maybe always. You edit out. <laughs> 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 Joe listening to this podcast like, with a fuck fail. <laughs> I, I don't think Joe's gonna get two hours and four minutes deep into this podcast. How
1: many monthly listeners do you get?
0: I've not checked the nasy, but actually I I um I was just updating like the plugins and stuff on my website and I quickly Headed over to the um, podcast page just to make sure I needed to do... I realised on my website, I had like the embedded player only went up to 50 episodes. Like when I was making my website, I guess I just picked 50 episodes because I was probably on like 30 episodes at the time. I was like, ah, 50 episodes, that's (laughs) ages ago. (laughs) So I was (laughs) on my website updating stuff and I was like, just making sure everything works. I was like, huh, how come it's not showing like the first eight podcasts? And I was like, oh, I need to change the embed player to... um, Show more podcasts, right? So let's go over to Podbean. I was like, and it, and it's on the dashboard. I didn't really look into it. It's like, oh, podcasts listened in the last week. And bear in mind, I've not put a podcast out in for like a few months now. yeah It's yeah, like, absolutely. oh, you've had like 20, 30 less listens in the last week. I'm like, who? <laughs> 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 who is listening to some random podcast I put out two years ago, like from Lewis? So, you know, I'm like, but it seems to get like a good amount of listens, like even when I'm not putting stuff out. So. Yeah, I don't really look into the analytics too much but what I do want to start doing is um advertising a bit more bit more just to get like uh, a bit more reach because because I've not got like many reviews and stuff on iTunes uh, and stuff like that it's hard to get like a lot of organic reach um but
1: what about social media management is anything if it, yeah I mean
0: it, it's stuff I like I like to do like uh, I look in a lot into it for like because I'll be I do a lot of that stuff with working as like the program director of like Gracie bar bondi and, yeah um I will be in like this role, so it's like I've been spending a lot of time on that. But I don't know; I just never feel like too compelled to do it with my own stuff. Like I like to grow other people's <laughs> things, like. But yeah, it's something I'm I'm gonna do um more of um. Just
1: putting some stories out here, like I'm here doing a podcast. Oh,
0: uh, I, I don't know about that, but mm. why not? People like to see it. So it's how, yeah, you, it's so- how you, it is. So it is how you get fans to a to an earlier point it'll be out of my comfort zone Rob
1: <laughs> do the fuck, go on. <laughs> go on, go do it um
0: so yeah I guess I'll have to try to do some of that But uh, yeah because it's, uh, it's out of
1: my comfort zone but I tried to do it on uh, that run mm. I only did it like three times doing that.
0: okay we're back on uh, so I'm sure there was an abrupt end and I'll probably edit in some kind of beep for whatever we were just talking about the recorder just died and um we've changed some batteries and we're back going but we're kind of just finishing up anyway i was talking about being self-aware about doing kind of any promotional stuff for the podcast on like creating stories and that kind of thing you should do it (laughs) Uh, what i would do if i was less lazy would be also like to break down segments of the podcast and like put those out as like little micro bits of content oh that's good yeah
1: like a three minute bit
0: yeah, just like shooting the shit for a few minutes. Why so. don't you just
1: get your phone out now and just bang on a story saying you're doing a podcast? I do know. That's awkward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: challenging me while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> no, you got you got to practice what you
0: be, preach. Uh, I'll put a picture of you up. <laughs> well, well, find the okay. picture. It's a good start. Okay. All right. This isn't great audio right now, but I'm trying to get a little picture up.
1: Or oh, like a video saying we're doing a podcast.
0: Let, let's let's start with a picture <laughs> maybe maybe next time we'll do a video. <laughs> okay, sounds like your girls don't you want... play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you gonna get your you in the picture as well?
1: No. Do a little selfie? No, just 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 you. <laughs> just
0: you. You happy with that one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, look handsome, uh so Yeah. So I'll try and do more with a podcast and I do grow I, it a bit. But the thing is I, like, think,
1: I do feel you've got good content, I just feel
0: you need to I don't know where you're going. Like you need to Yeah, it's such like a long I think I just have it as such a long kind of term goal. I'm not like too Yeah, but you to need to you need to try different
1: time. things and see what's see what's the crack.
0: Ooh. You know like you you on your Facebook <laughs> memories and just see um random shit you posted when you didn't really know what Facebook was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I put a quote from a guy called John Wooden oh, uh, 10 years ago today. Success is never final. Failure is never fatal. And it's the courage that counts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, delete. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do that I, when
1: I see... Uh, um, when I see... Uh, my statuses and that they were proper cringy I used to put like song lyrics on mm. and I was like mm, okay I'm happy Facebook has told me about that because I'm gonna delete that right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so go to podcast yeah, uh, well, we'll, well, let's close this up and I'll post that Sorry. picture because um, I'm sure people are getting annoyed by listening to us close this podcast for 15 okay, let's minutes. Okay, let close it then. Rob, uh, thank you very much for coming over to Leeds, spending the time with me. Thank you very much for all okay. the amazing things you do that inspire me and I'm sure many other people. Uh, keep getting after it. Go get some. Get some. Stay hard. You know what you reminded me of actually was uh, Cameron Haynes, who was, uh, you know, is the uh, guy that's like, keep hammering. He, he runs like a marathon a day. I don't know who he is. Uh, he just, uh, he's like an ultra runner and bow hunter that's on Rogan's podcast a lot. But he, he'll often run like a marathon a day. But he's like super cool because he's like, he still works like a nine to five kind of job, has kids like, <laughs> he, like he looks after.
1: Do you think like uh, Rogan like meets random people like do shit like that? And he's like, yes, come on my podcast. I'm not famous. I don't um,
0: care. You are interesting. Yeah, I think, I think, probably so i think he's probably so inundated with people requesting to come on his podcast like he's always got like big names to come on yeah. anyway but yeah yeah
1: uh, but like people like theo von like yeah i think uh, like well. just from the comedy store yeah like i, I can just imagine you get getting to know joe at like a comedy store mm-hmm. and then he'd be like oh shit you're funny come on like a podcast i like you
0: yeah well i think that's that's, like, a lot of the people that we now know. Like, if you go back to those early days of his podcast, like, when he had, like, let's say, Bert Chrysler on or something, like, yeah. Bert wasn't, like, massively famous, but, like, he'd still have him on. I think, I think he's still got that, that mentality, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're interested, he'll talk to you. Yeah. But it's, like, I think there was some lady here on about... who was, like, a climate I'm, I'm like, just, like, 20 minutes in, so I'm still, like, getting the gist of what she's about. Yeah, it was, like... Fraudulent science stuff, like when scientists come in and like try and discredit um, inver- uh, climate change and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I'd, I never heard of her. Most people have never heard of her, but he thinks she's cool, so I don't know. Um, That's but, something that you've got to do. always have interesting people that you find yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, Rob. Sound. As always, good it's been to see a pleasure. you. And Goodbye. Peace.